If you are someone who manages teams of more than 10 people, then you might want to listen up because this is going to be a game changer for your team's ability to get stuff done. You'll save time with ClickUp, the one app to replace them all. ClickUp is a collaborative work hub that brings together everything organizations, managers, and teams need to do to work faster and better all in one place. It helps you with your tasks, projects, docs, goals, spreadsheets, and more. Help your team of 10 plus to be more efficient and productive with ClickUp. Use code Theo to get 15% off ClickUp's massive unlimited plan for a year, meaning you can start reclaiming your time for under $5 a month. Sign up today at ClickUp.com and use code THEO. Take your productivity to the next level with ClickUp today. We've got tour dates to announce. Uh, Louisville, uh, Indianapolis. We added a show in Indianapolis. Shreveport, uh, Louisiana. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, Corpus Christi, uh, Houston. Uh, we added a show in Houston. Added a show in Phoenix. Added a show in New York City. And added a show in Austin, Texas. Uh, those are all at theovon.com slash T-O-U-R. Make sure to do ticketing through those links to get accurately priced ticketing. And uh, thank you, guys. That's all Return of the Rat Tour. So if you've already seen it, it'll be similar to that uh, still, just so you know. We've got lots of new merch up at theovonstore.com. Check out the new Hitter Hunting Collection. Also, the new Gang Gang Crewnecks. In orange and purple and gold fits. We got the new Rat King t-shirt in purple and black. That thing. That's the thing, baby. If you haven't seen that one, check it out. TheoVonStore.com Today's guest is a rapper. Uh, he's a composer. Um, he's, a, he's a male fiancé, if you want him to be. Uh, he's a vibe. He's an energy. Um, and I went to his show the other night. Had a great time. Uh, he's on tour right now, fresh off his new album, Marvelous. Uh, he's been in once before, and we're happy to have him back. Today's guest is Young Gravy. Man, dude, ah, uh, gravy, baby. Theo, what's man. up, baby? I'm good, man. It feels good to have a couple of days off right now. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for coming in, man. I uh, and we didn't plan this. Also, we didn't plan this. Yeah, camera, the that's the camera right there. Yeah, watching us or all of them. What are the odds of this? Yeah, so I walked up with this purple sweater on, and I was like, "Damn, how cute!" And then he pulls out the chains too. This is very uh. Beautiful moment. Damn, we're we're a couple of uh, a couple of, uh, lavender scavengers. That's something. There you go. That's what Riff Raff would call us. Miss that fool. Um, my shoe also. Gang, baby, damn. Just right next to the ankle brace. You know the vibes. God, bro, I love that shit. Mm -hmm. Like if you if you're going out, you're going to uh, DFW, dog. Oh no. VFW? No, if you get, if you if you break out the house, you're going to DSW shoes, baby. That's what oh, DSW, bro. Them I bitches thought, are damn. I thought, you meant VF, I thought you meant I was you were trying to say some shit about VFW, like I'm going to hang out with the 
Oh, the, the troops? The veterans, yeah. So oh, I was yeah. like, yeah, man. Whenever Bobby Lee comes on stage, I'll always say, like, uh, or if I go on after him at the comedy store, I'll always be like, I always tell the crowd, be like, I'm going to drop you off at a VFW and let those boys finish things. <laughs> Dude, I always tell them that. Because <laughs> I think they, some of those guys fought, like, Vietnam. Yeah, I'll guarantee. Um, bro, your show. So I went to your show the other night. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you for coming. Yeah, for setting me up. Um Dude, it was cra- like, there's so many. Did you see the guy? There was a guy who brought his mother in an urn. Did you see this guy? No, I did not. Yeah. <laughs> there's a guy who brought his mother in an urn. And he's, he's like, Gravy was my mom's favorite. She was like the milk, you know, the milk with the most or something he said. And I was like, there's no way this dude's mother is in this urn. And she was, man. Was he in the back or was he on stage? I mean, I'm sorry, in the crowd or was he? He was, he was in the crowd. And you just talk, you spoke with him or you just yelled that shit out? Oh, no. Uh, I spoke with him. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was like, wow, you have people, non-living people coming. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah, we want one over capacity. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, know. I know. I wonder if they if they charge him a ticket for it. Um, no, bro, it was crazy, man. I love the fact you... Uh, there's one thing that I noticed about your whole... The whole thing you have going on to me, it's like... You kind of never know what's gonna happen. A little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like a. It's it's like an energy. It's a music, it, but it's like, do you want to be along for this journey? And you had uh, Soldier Boy came out. You had Jesse McCartney. Jesse that was McCartney. crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, we just with this show or this tour, uh, myself and Baby No Money, the my co headliner. Yeah, and he did a he dude. He I I. I I wasn't uh, familiar with him, and it was great, man. He's sick. Him he's and sick. Tip. The whole thing, just the energy was great. But go on. So, yeah, you got Baby yeah. No Money. So, so we, 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 we've been boys for like six years, and we're like, yo, he used to open for me, and then he had some hits, and he's really that kind of reach. Like, we're kind of neck and neck, like same level, like we're fucking doing this together. So I was like, yo, well, you got to do a big co-headline tour, but we got to make it epic. So, like, we put so much money into, like, the production and, like, planning it out we made like seven little acts that you probably saw where it's like both of us and then one of us and then the other one and then both and then blah 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 and we fit in soldier boy and freddie dread and and jesse and yeah freddie dread i met him he's sick he's sick yeah dude like he I seemed like an amish guy that had fucking gone off as far as you could go from yep. being amish yeah he's like i'm about to remix the whole damn bible dude that he does dude have did that. it all it's crazy because he's like a quiet like chill little guy but but his lyrics are crazy. He's talking about murdering people and shit. He loves you, man. He was so grateful to be a part of it. Uh, He's fire, man. I love his music. I, um, yeah, but just the whole thing. Yeah, you like go through these moments. It's like, like the lights will get down low and there's like people kind of slow dancing and people touching their own tits. I saw people touching their own tits. You don't see a lot of that. And that is facts. Yeah, it was like, and then it gets to like these, like kind of these crescendo levels where it's just, it was just fun, man. I'm glad you could see it, bro. We, we we literally play, I think it's 40 songs. I think it's 41. Wow. Throughout that set. Yeah. We don't do the full thing of every song, but yeah, I think we do about 41. It's like two hour set. And uh, it I was love cool. how it came out. Love how it came out. I and, found myself just, dude, I was just, I was just, it was good. There was cute girls there, man. I met a couple girls. Yeah, baby. Um, I think I came up and dapped you up during like the Soldier Boy set. Yeah, you did. I had to sneak out with a little Montclair jacket on and I was like all hidden. 
Yeah, kind of hard to hide. I mean, literally the tallest guy in the world comes yeah. by in a jacket. Yeah. It was like the uh, abominable fucking flow man, bro. The flow, abominable flow man. That's hard. That's what it was, man. Um, that. So tell me a little bit about touring then, because is this the biggest tour you've ever done? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say like this tour as a whole is the most tickets that we've ever like sold on one tour. Yeah, because you guys had 4,000 in there the other night. Yeah. That was fire. And, like, some of the shows, my hometown, Minneapolis, we did 7,800, which is ridiculous. So we got Seattle coming up. That's about 8,000. I'd say the average is, like, I don't know, 3,500, maybe 4,000. But, like. Man, that's incredible. Yeah. Like, I I toured with Dylan Francis in February, and it was was a little bit smaller, but it was was sick. It was wild, and they were all sold out, too. But this one just, like, went off. Like, we we both had big years, me and myself and Baby No Money. And it's sick to see it, man. It's sick to see people so hyped. We do meet and greets every day, and there's like all these. That's my favorite part of it is the meet and greets where there's these fans that like, you know, I really mean something to them, and they'll bring like, like a dope story from their life about how I helped them, or they'll bring me like a little gift that yeah. like they made and put some time into, and that shit. Makes yeah, me isn't that really amazing? Mm-hmm. Isn't it amazing? We think like we had some guy brought this one time. He made he chiseled this right. That's gorgeous, yeah. That type of thing, I love it. Someone made me a a, a katana, a oh, gold, wow. a go- fully gold encrusted, full size katana sword. And that's for just you could do. Is that uh, bring up a katana there, Zach? Let's see it, dude. I wonder if I can bring up the one that I have. Uh, man, it's gold. It's covered in yeah. Oh, I mean, the wow. dude gave me that, but it's covered in gold, and it says. Young know, gravy all over it. The handles and everything are purple, just like our outfits. It's 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 gorgeous, man. And imagine being able to defend yourself with that one day. Somebody rolls onto the tour bus, shit gets out of hand, and that yeah. is how you save. Yeah, I got a whole like <clears throat> I had a whole. I don't know if we ever talked about this before, but I had a whole phase where I had like multiple different stalkers, and I actually have another katana. And I mean, that wasn't the reason I bought it. I was just drunk and wanted a sword, but. Uh, I had back in Minnesota at my, my mom's home. I had some stalkers that were. So you were living at home with your mother. Yeah, this was okay. during COVID, and I had kids that I was like the early COVID era, and I had some kids that were. There's multiple different kids that like I grew up with that knew where I lived mm-hmm. and knew a lot about me, but kind of went crazy, went cuckoo. One of them had like schizophrenia. One of them had uh, like level three bipolar, where they're seeing things and. Damn. And he would like, they'd like send me little messages with them like breathing and whatnot. Like weird, like movie, horror movie type type stuff. Wow. And uh, was it spooky? It was pretty spooky, man. I mean, it was, I wasn't that worried. I mean, I was worried about myself, but I was more worried about my mom because they knew that she lived there. Oh, yeah. And I was gone a I mean, lot. You're gone. I was gone a lot. And I didn't want to stress her out. So I was like, I like kind of, I mean, she knew I was uh, putting up this security system, but I kind of just like didn't stress why. I was like, let's put up a security system. You know, I got a lot of fans. Yeah, and these, these dudes, trip wires out here, like damn, bro. And there was like moments where uh, they would like start threatening me and like coming, like near my house and like giving me information. There was one time where where okay, so, so I had this katana. That's that's what okay. we're getting back to. I bought a katana when I was drunk, and then there was one time where that was all I had, and I was in my I was downstairs at my house, like in like the basement. But there's big big ass windows on both sides of this basement, right? And uh, you could see all over like the backyard and the front yard. And this dude was like claiming that he was at my house. This 
this stalker fella. So I'm sitting there with the katana, dude, and I'm just like thinking about it. I'm like, dude, what am I gonna do? Like, how am I gonna slice this? Batter up, baby dude, Kirby. It fuck it, dude. It was crazy, bro. Crack that bitch, dog. So damn. Yeah, man. So in the end, man, I actually I pulled some strings. I got a fan to bring me a a weapon, like a, a firearm. Uh, and I ended up realizing after that that you can actually just legally buy a shotgun in Minnesota. So I got that. Yeah. And um, luckily, like right as everything was peaking, this dude that was gonna that was threatening me and coming to my house, uh, a homegirl of mine called the cops, and they showed up at his workplace and they found an unregistered pistol on him, and he's he's locked up. Other kids in an asylum. There was a third one that's not even worth getting into, but he's right. he's also locked up. Yeah. Do you worry? So, do you know like their release dates and stuff, or are you worried about that like kind of thing? Because do you think they blame it? Those guys are sitting in there like listening to your tracks, but also fucking you know getting jacked to them and stuff, and like you know I mean, like the release dates of their schizophrenia. What, what you mean? No, like the... release dates of like when do they get out of these asylums? Like are they in oh, there oh, like oh. Revi- <laughs> like are they fucking revenge lifting? You know, because there'll be dudes in there. Yeah, up. they slow like some. You seen Cape Fear? Um, yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I've been there. Been to Cape Fear, yeah, like yeah. Cape Fear, like some fully tatted back shit. I don't know. I, I, hoping that it's all good. There's certain cities now that I go to where I always bring security. Uh, but you know, I just have a fear about it because you know, there's always I watch too many scary movies, but I have a fear of like someone getting a hold of me and like getting me like tied up in a chair and doing weird shit to me. Man, it's my worst fear. Damn. Other than whales, it, I don't like whales. You either. don't it's scare me. Just a big ass animal, and like if you're in the water, and it's yeah. What is it about him? You think? Oh, I guess if you're in the water and a whale shows up, you have zero chance. It's like you're floating around in the water. Let's say you're in the middle middle of nowhere, and there's water. That's I mean, the ocean. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what what I was. Oh, my at. bad, my bad. No, no, no. But but thank you for clarifying. In the you're in the ocean in the middle of nowhere, and you know you're just floating, trying to stay stay afloat, and then yeah, some goddamn. Big ass whale pulls up. You see that first, dude. First, you see that in the distance. You're like, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm stressing right now. Think about it, bro. It's crazy. And what do you even do? Then there's not much you can do. I think if you urinate, is it something you urinate around you? It won't come by you. What is that? Shark? Maybe. I'm really scared that with sharks. I don't know about whales. I'm really scared of sharks too, man. All that shit. Maybe jellyfish. If you pee on a jellyfish or something, it'll leave you alone. No, if you if you get stung by jellyfish, then you're supposed to pee on the. On the sting. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. But, dude, I would pee. I mean, the only thing you could do is probably pee, I think. Would probably keep it away from you. I don't know. I don't know. Do whales go away from urine? Can you run that? Yeah, I'm Googling it. I Thanks. think I would just accept my fate, man. I think I would just lay there, oh. close my eyes, and be like, it's not like I can swim away from that motherfucker. But, 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 but whales don't eat people. It would be an accident if it ate me. You see that whale swallow those two girls? Yeah, we on the canoe. Yeah. Oh, that was crazy, dude. Bro, can you even imagine? And it it sent those bitches back, dog. Yeah, they survived. They survived. But imagine being a whale's mouth and then coming out and then living the rest of your life. Like but imagine that. getting rejected by a whale. Obviously, these they, these chicks don't have guys. I mean, out there together. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine. Being rejected by a whale. Man, hey, I don't think whales can even like digest a human man i think I, i'm just afraid of them like whipping me with their tail or some shit oh you know what i'm saying and you're taller too i think that's one of the disadvantages of being tall is there's this there's more of you to get hit there's yeah. more of you to get caught in a, a wood chipper there's more of you to get in a um, wood in a wood chip? or just like anything anything that's loose if there's something you know yeah. a machine there's a lot you have a there's a more of a landscape yeah, yeah. you know it's like 
I don't know. I have, to, I have to worry about probably a foot less than you. See, see one thing that I've, I've been told by friends and, and, and I kind of think is, is a fact is that I'm, I'm, I'm sick between six, seven and six, eight, but like my brain, I think only really is aware of like six, five. So I have like an extra, like two inches of my body that just kind of, I'm a little, I'm not clumsy, but like, I'm good about hitting my head on shit, hitting my arms on shit, breaking bones. Like, Damn. I think I'm just like a little bit, my brain hasn't caught up to the height. I don't know if it ever will. Wow, that's fascinating, man. I, I, I just I, I didn't know that something like that could happen to people because they say also if you lose an arm somewhere and you like punch somebody, you can still f almost feel like you're punching somebody. The phantom pain shit is so interesting to me. One of our old uh, tour bus drivers just got his leg amputated, and it, like like I was just really curious. I mean, he's my boy. I said, "Dude, Keith, shout out to Keith." Was he a uh, smoker? No, he he got a like a like an infection in his ankle or something and just didn't treat it. Oh. And like I guess enough time went by where he had to amputate his leg up to like here, mm. like upper thigh. He sent me a picture; it was crazy. Uh, but that's my boy, so I like wanted to learn more about it. And like, I, like it's really interesting how that phantom pain works, you know? Yeah, phantom limb activity. Yeah, it's just amazing. Your limb is like, yeah, you think I'm gone, bitch? <laughs> Your brain? I, mean, I can't imagine what my brain what it would feel like, man. I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy that our so it just it it starts to make you wonder what different interesting things are there about our brain because bring up phantom pain, Zach. Um, phantom pain is pain that feels like it's coming from a body part that's no longer there. Doctors once believed this post amputation phenomenon was a psychological problem, but experts now recognize these real sensations originate in the spinal cord. So it's like you don't even have the arm, but like your your cells are telling you that there's some shit there and it hurts. Yeah. It just makes me wonder, like, what our brain can really do. Like, are we mad? Because that's kind of, that's some wild shit. There's a lot of wild shit, man. I swear to God. I, I was doing DMT earlier today, and I was like. Today? There, today, yeah, yeah. But with a pen, you can just hit it, and it's kind of casual, you know? And I was just thinking about it. I was like, man, like, I was looking at all my boys. I was kind of hung over. I wasn't, like, feeling perfect. And then I was like, like, damn, man. Like, this, is this good for me right now? Or is this bad for me? But my brain was just like focusing on so many things at once and it's like you know they say you only use like 20 percent of your brain or something yeah and i feel like there's been moments when i was on acid where i was i don't know maybe it's just me being all excited or whatever but i was like oh i'm using that other i'm using at least another five percent right yeah now. yeah you know oh this yeah you when you find an extra it? gear oh yeah. yeah dude yeah i'm like oh shit oh god i want i, I want to way too much of my uh antidepressant on accident i had like hadn't taken it in two weeks mm -hmm. and i thought i was taking like just a, like a half of a dose but like I, I grabbed the wrong one and it was like three times the normal dose but i hadn't taken it in weeks and i like went like this weird super saiyan mode where i was like thinking fast as shit and i felt like a genius bro i was like but but it actually was good ideas i actually planned out a whole set for a tour all this stuff mm -hmm. and i my heart was racing so like i don't think i'm gonna do it again but i still was kind of in like super saiyan mode like yo was it almost like an Adderall or what was it like? A I mean, like a super Adderall. I take Adderall every day. It was it was like a super crazy Adderall. Like my brain, it, it was like, it was like I had two brains. Wow, it's crazy. It's Lamotrigin. If you guys take Lamotrigin, um, Lamotrigin, Lamotrigin. It's probably not healthy to do to to do it, but uh, if you ever really need some inspiration, maybe try weaning off and then busting a couple of Lamotes. Wow, I take um Lama. Uh, I take, um, um, uh, Lexapro. Yeah. Lexapro. 
I'm a fucking Lexapro. I take Lamotrigine and uh, Trintelix. Those are like my two. It's pretty similar. But yeah, I'm a Lexapro. You a Lexa rookie? Wonder if that'd be a good fucking bar. Lexa you think? Pro, you a Lexa rookie? Maybe not. Um, I'm getting cookie. Um, and nookie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's up your bookie? What uh? Cooking. All right, so take me on this DMT. Like you just hit the pen. So the pen, that thing will reorganize you. Though I, I had a man take me one time, a man and a woman. <clears throat> I met them at this smoothie shop. Right, it was uh this dude who's like a shaman or like part time shaman, and his wife. And they took me back to their house. They had a DMT like pen. They were making them in uh, Maui. Next, you know, I'm sitting there. They had children and everything. They had a little bowl of uh, cashews or something. I remember. <laughs> and next right. thing you know, bro, I went into the damn. I was out there, baby. I fucking just just slipped off. You into did the, the little, you did the blast off. You did the blast yeah. off because yeah, if, if you hit it enough, it's crazy. I, I, if you I get really, over that hill, it's like you go over to a hill in the back of your head, and it's like, it's like going down a rock bottom from SpongeBob. Yeah. But but it's lit. Though. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you did today? No, no, no. I was I wasn't going that hard. Okay. See, I, I haven't been able to reach that without like actually smoking the physical shit, and it's a lot harder to get in the pens. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Today, it was just chill. I was, I was trying to introduce some of my friends to it. I was peer pressuring people into doing it. Yeah. I had to do it first, too. It's fun, for, it's fun to see someone do it the first time. Because mm-hmm. they don't believe it's going to happen. That was the thing. I couldn't believe it happened. It was like a moving truck showed up full of, like, stardust and fucking... It was like a LGBTQ fucking Royal Rumble... And like Wait, a bunch you, of like you, African drums and everything, and they all showed up and fucking helped move all the furniture out of the back of my soul. Can you elaborate a little bit on you said LGBTQ Royal Rumble meaning? Oh, dude, it was like the whole rainbow was in that bitch. You know, I mean, every day had colors that had never even taken their coat off. Yeah, okay. I mean, okay, it was okay. like every. I mean, it was just just Roy G. Biv. You know, he was out. I mean, so it was he, colorful as hell. It was I thought just, you meant there was like like tranny dicks flying and. and all oh, that I'm not. Stuff. I'm sure some stuff was going on in the back that yeah, I couldn't see. Yeah, guaranteed, guaranteed. It was behind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Every now and then, yeah, you'd hear something, dude. You'd hear something squeal, you know. And you just, <laughs> yeah. And you couldn't tell the gender yeah, of it. Shit was getting weird. Got to be. You got to be in a good mindset because I remember one of the first times I ever did it. It was in Montana. I was living at this commune, and I was. Uh, it was my first time ever trying it, and I was in his basement. And the the landlord was the one who was putting me on the DMT. It was the only drug I was getting tested all the time because of my my probation, and it was the only drug that doesn't show up. <clears throat> and he was making it in the kitchen every day, so I said fuck it. And uh, he put on this like I was like oh let's put on some chill music like I wanted to like hear like some Mac DeMarco or something. He puts on this like tribal like drums and like squealing and shit. Yeah. And I was just like man I was in a weird place, bro. I was like I had a great first trip, but it was like um tripping like in my whole space in my head like seeing all this shit and then i'll wake up a little bit and i hear like like some some crazy that, that's not kind of racist didn't it just kind of like a no. you know what i'm saying just like 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 weird ass noises you know yeah it, was, oh, it wasn't yeah. even singing it was like like strings playing that 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 type of melody and banging drums and all this shit and i was like man it was just not not the vibe tis the season for clean balls and body Time to get your hair on your body tight and just dang trim it down, baby. God, refine your wiener, refine your nipples, get the hair off your body if you want. Manscaped can help. They help you clear your driveway for safe travels this holiday season. You know what I'm talking about, body hair. Manscaped's products are at the top of every wish list. 
They offer a handful of different products, liquid formulations, shampoos, body washes, body deodorants, gels, exfoliants. They do it all. Don't let your chestnuts roast in the wrong boxers. Get yourself a pair of Manscaped boxers, specifically made to keep your area cool, crotch area. That's right. Dad has nasty nose hairs. Trim them, Mitch. You get them. Save his life with the weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. I use that thing. You know, you could spelunk in my snout, baby, so I use that thing. Save 20% off in free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash T-H-E-O. That's right. 20% off in free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash Theo. Manscaped for a perfect gift that will be the holiday's biggest hit. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If there's something in your life that's uh, making you uncomfortable, making you unable to manage, making you unable to have peace, well, BetterHelp uh, can figure that out for you and with you. That's right. BetterHelp therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient and accessible anywhere, 100% online. I've used BetterHelp and I've found it to be effective. I found it to be exactly what it says it is. Um, it's on call. It's it's quick. Um, you can change therapists if you want. If you don't like the therapist you're using or the one that you've partnered up with, you can try a different one. And I encourage you to do that. Um, there have been times in my life where I've spent too much time with one therapist and I kind of wish I had been brave enough to just make a change. Sometimes I don't want to hurt people's feelings or whatever. That doesn't matter. Uh, this is about you getting better. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists, available 100% online, plus it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash T-H-E-O. That's BetterHelp.com slash Theo. And so there was that nerve wracking. And then did you feel if you're, you're, so you're living with that man? I was living with that man. I was living with 14 people in a, in a three bedroom home. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. And you guys were probably smoking weed, huh? I couldn't do that shit. Oh, because you're on probation. Yep. So, so what like, were you doing? Just trying to save money, or was it like a religious thing? Well, I was there because oh, this is perfect, bros. I heard you were in a cult. I was. All yeah. Right, all right. All right. We'll get to that in a sec. So, 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 what happened with me was I was uh, arrested in Georgia for some dumb shit. I was wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Friend's house, but I got I literally got charged with two charges of breaking and entering, two charges of criminal trespassing, and then like two felonies for like Xanax and wax because it's in okay. Georgia. That's what it is. So I got all these goddamn charges for this bullshit that like we were just wrong place, wrong time. And I got basically they realized that they had fucked up. Uh, the, the local police did. So then the judge gave me a plea deal where like everything would get dropped except for one misdemeanor. 
Did if you get I, to pick which one, or the judge kept it? He he kept it. It was it was criminal trespassing. Okay. And I got and I got another one like two years later in Georgia for breaking into a tire store. That's a whole different. So don't story. go to so Georgia is kind of the place. Georgia's I think, yeah. where I where I where I fuck up. Yeah. Anyways, I um, I had a good friend from high school who managed a thrift shop in uh, Bozeman, Montana. And I was like, I need to get away from all my friends back home in Minnesota. They're gonna be like, they're gonna convince me to do drugs or something. So I, I just drove out, brought brought my boy Preston. I was like, bro, you just come with me. And he ended up moving there after that because it is a beautiful place. Yeah, but it's yeah, beautiful. I moved into this house and he gave us a room with like three mattresses. And then I realized that we had like people. There's people that would sleep in the back in a yurt. There are people that that would sleep in the front in a truck. And then we would have like every room had two people in it. So it was like, it was like a little commune. We'd have like community dinners and everything and do dmt it was it was beautiful i had a great time yeah it but sounds it, great it was straight up 20 24 days straight i woke up every day and did 10 hours of community service and then went home did and was, commie and shit was everybody there doing community service is it kind of a halfway no. house for people doing community service no no not at all okay it was literally just a bunch of goons and i i was the one kid that had to do community service so they were all going on hikes and going on trips and doing all their cool shit and i oh. was like Every day I had to go to, but, but, but here's the thing was that part of my plea deal was if you break any law within the next 18 months until you're off probation, you go to jail for the rest of the 18 months. So like if I got a speeding ticket, mm. so that's why I was not on any, I wasn't drinking, I wasn't on any of that shit. I just played it safe, played it safe, just 10, 10 hours a day. I mean, I did DMT, but other, besides that 10 hours a day, community service. Mm. And, and what was the community service you were doing? I was working at a thrift shop. Oh really? That's kind of cool. Thrift shop. It wasn't bad. There's was really nice ladies, like older. Which ladies is every shop in Bozeman. I feel like. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, I did that, and then I also did. This was interesting. So the, uh, he's on like the board of the like one of the chairs of like the whole city. I don't know. Was dude Billy? He was oh awesome. a councilman, something like that. But he also owned the local sex shop, and it was oh, like this yeah. interesting little combo where I was like, kind of helping out. That's at the a councilman. <laughs> I was helping out at the sex shop, but I was also doing like this whole social media promo for this like suicide prevention walk and i was dude it was i was just taking every single hour i could get because i did not want to go to jail at all that was like right when i started popping off with music and i was like dog i cannot man so do you think it was the fact that you were popping off with music that was keeping you out of staying out of trouble too because you were like you had finally something pretty big on the way on the other side of the scale no i think either way i would have man like the thought of going to jail for 18 months was... was You didn't want it. I would never, yeah. Now, looking back with being uh, a rapper, being entertained, do you wish you had that jail time? Not at all. I don't think anyone would, man. Yeah. I mean, just, you mean like just for like for credibility? Yeah, just for like just clout, just to have a little bit of fucking uh, cell clout, you know? No, 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 no. I got the charges, man, and I, and I beat them. I think that's, that's, that's cell clout right there. That's a win. That's a win. Um... So I noticed also at your show, so do you think of yourself, uh, what do you, yeah, what do you kind of, what, what do you kind of, what is your genre, like your kind of space in music? It's, I, I find it to be really kind of interesting, right? Because mm -hmm. it's also about kind of an energy and ambiance, you know, there's this romantic kind of side to it all, um, and it's not like traditional music, it's not like really instruments, really. So like, where do you kind of like, is it, do you, does that feel challenging to kind of keep, it's almost like a, like what, what kind of genre would you put it in? I mean, you could say rap, of course, but like, is there, it almost has more of like a, I almost feel like I'm at a, not a carnival, but something. I mean, the show is, is definitely like a, you know, 
cinematic. We try to do a lot of like theatrics with the show and make it crazy. My music style itself, uh, I mean, I've tried a lot of different beats, but I think like the majority of them are like sampled trap beats. So, someone once described it as New Memphis. I thought that was badass. Mm. Basically, like through the Three Six Mafia, you know. Yeah, I loved him growing up. So, uh, yeah, man. I mean, my music is just it's just samples that I love and banging 808s and then i spit just what comes to mind which is you know it's fun yeah it's here's what i'm realizing finally it's a more about you it's like i go because i want to be a part of your world that's what i kind of realize i think mm -hmm. it's not like <clears throat> yes the, yes the music is great and, and and you get attracted to the beats and everything but i kind of want to see what is gravy putting together for me mm -hmm. like you it really is like a you're mixing something up you know, I really feel like you're in the, like literally in the kitchen, you know, that's yeah. kind of how I feel when I'm I like that. with, with your whole world, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so what do you see like that moving forward from music? Like, do you see like, because yeah, you're kind of like you, I know you did a, you guys, you did like a collab or like a sample with little Wayne, I remember. Mm -hmm. Um, and you like at the show, you have Drake go out there. You have fucking Jesse McCartney, which was so ridiculous, dude. Everybody's like, you're just going to all these different little levels. Yeah. You're just having such a good time. What do you kind of see? Like, is that kind of tough to keep up? Do you feel like that you're finding your groove even better with being kind of um, uh, surprising people like that? Like, does any of this make any sense? Kind of. I love it. I love it. I, I mean, I, I think one of my like best qualities, but also like sort of, you know, stressful qualities of mine is like I, I love making friends and like keeping in touch with people so like everybody i meet like if i like if i fuck with them i'm gonna keep in touch we're gonna keep working on stuff like jesse mccartney i met like two or three years ago and i was like bro like pop out same with soldier boy um so i think just like keeping in touch is sort of like the midwest in me and like wanting to like you know give these people a shine if they haven't had one in a little while or whatever it is uh but i want to keep on you know, working with artists that are kind of outside of my my lane. Because yeah. like, I collab with Baby No Money a lot. I collab with a couple of the rappers in my space. But, like, usually if I get a feature, it's just an artist that I really like that I want to have on my album. My fans are, like, these cult fans that, like, they don't really care who the feature is. They just want to listen to my music. So, like, I mean, in the past I've had Young Dolph, R.I.P. I've had, man, I mean, Juicy J. I've had a lot of artists that I love that will kill it on the track and then people will become hip to them. Uh just because I love those artists. So so I, I've been thinking about, like, in the future, who I want to collab with. Uh, it's almost like a podcast. It's almost like you bring people on for an episode that you like spending time with. I feel and that. Then, and it, it, as you're saying that, it makes me feel like that, you know, a little bit. Um, and you are like that, man. I'll say that. A anytime you come in town that you're shooting something, you've always invited me out to be a part of the shoot, man. Yeah, bro. It's so course. nice of you, bro. Of course, dog. Um, and... I'm yeah, you always kind of fill me in what's going on, you know? You do do a good job of that. It's hard. It's a lot of pressure, too, probably. It is. You get a lot of texts. Yeah, I do get a lot. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's that's the issue with the, with the keeping in touch. Everybody's my text show is blown up, and I'm like, I, you know, I don't want to curve anybody, so so I keep in touch. But uh, I'm curious, man. Like, like shit, I, I got something coming with Michael Buble. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking, who would be really, yeah, really I, I, I wanted to hear your thoughts after you saw the show. Like, who should I, who think I should work with? Man, it's so funny because there's a lot of different little, there's a lot of different kind of, I'm trying to think of like a unique country artist that would be kind of cool, you know? Well, I'm, I'm pretty close with Morgan Wallen and Hardy. Oh, Morgan loves you. That's right. You were supposed to do, uh, weren't you going to be at 
there. They had a party a couple weeks ago. There was an LA show they were doing that I was gonna like pop out at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I couldn't make it because I was on tour. Oh, because I I talked to his management. They were asking if I want to come be a part of. I think it was like a big loud party. Oh, it was Morgan's like man, some man of the year. One oh yeah, party yeah, or yep, yep. There was that. Yeah, too. yeah, you yeah. Were, they were like gravy's gonna come. Morgan loves gravy. And I was like, oh, that's so crazy. What a small world. It's funny. Me, me, Morgan, and and Hardy were just like. When one of us is drunk, we'll just like FaceTime each other and like just talk. Party's so good. Some cute shit, man. It's cute, bro. Yeah, he's got a. They just put. They just put up a new tour. It's him, Hardy, and Parker McCollum, which is wow. That's unbelievable. That's so crazy. Hardy's like such like a kid rock. I'm yeah. It's so interesting. I'm trying to see because I could almost see you going like, I could see you doing something with like a George Strait almost like. <laughs> I love bringing in artists that are like unexpected. You know what I'm That's saying? That's what like I'm like. I, I mean, I could see you doing anything with like somebody kind of young. I'm trying to think of something that would be really like. Um, I thought about like, I mean, I actually just got connected with with Fifty Cent because of Lisa Ann. Lisa Ann and I have become close. So Fifty Cent's a a future one. I, I like the idea of bringing back like rappers that like I love growing up. To put them on a song now. Yeah, you know, T Pain. I just got on a, on a track recently. That's so, uh, yeah, that's so great, man. I, yeah, I'm trying to think of what would be cool. I mean, obviously doing something like with Morgan Hardy, those guys, with Big Loud, with that group, it'd be That'll really happen. sweet. That'll happen for sure. Um, what about a do like a ballad, like a cool ballad with a bad bitch? You know what I'm talking about? Like a singing, some cute activity, man. Some just, yeah, dude. What would that be? Trying to think of who. Um, what about there's a younger named Jesse Murphy? Do you know who that is? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, I had, I had someone in the works with Doja Cat, but like we didn't really work out in the end. Yeah. Uh, that slide. Dude, I could see something almost bizarre with like a Sinead O'Connor. She's like an old, she's like a, that song Nothing Compares to you. Remember that song? Nothing Is it country? compares. No, uh, she was like. Oh, I need like a, like, like a, like a Whitney Houston type. R.I.P. She like was a, like a Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Yeah, that's who she was, man. Word. All right. Bring up man. a picture of her if you can, brother. Help me out here. That's her right there. Sinead O'Connor, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, and she smokes too. I think she might have smoked her throat out. Who's the girl with the Love is a Battlefield? Uh Love is a Battlefield. Oh, is that Fleetwood Max? No, no. Love is a Battlefield. Oh, that's uh Lena Ronstats. Pat Benatar. Pat Benatar. Let me God. see her real quick. She's banging. Yeah, bring up that Patty B. She's alive. I'm going to hit her up right now. Oh. She got to be. Pepper oh, outside. yeah. Yeah, that's a play right there. There's a battlefield. I want to sample that at least. Or Shania. Maybe something dope with Shania would be dope. It would be crazy. She's fire. Yeah. yeah. God, dude. All right. I think, I think, I think we found the lane, man. I need to get with some of these epic female artists of the of the past decades and make something crazy happen. What's well, kind of, what's really neat about you is that you have this, you're, you're like this energy. So it's almost like you can attach the energy almost to anywhere, you know? Um, Thank you. Yeah. It's it cool, man. It's dude, sure it's, that, dude. It's exciting. When I came the other night, I was like, wow, I was standing there with Trevor. Cause I went with Trevor Wallace and we're standing there in the back and we we're both just like, man, this is so cool. Hey, just cool to, he goes, this is really cool to see one of my friends have success, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, this is just so much, I was just having so much fun. Um, and that was nice. It's like to go to a place and you fucking, you know, mm-hmm. you're kind of feeling what, you know, you're excited when you get there, but then you're like, damn, this is awesome. You got to see so, the whole show? You just the whole thing? No, I saw probably, I would say 75%. You leave by the end? Mm, yeah. Damn. The end's the littest. 
It is? Yeah, it is. Oh, dude, it was getting lit as we're walking out. We could hear how lit it was getting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but I had to work the next morning, yeah, you know? I get and, it, I get it, I get um, it. What, uh, oh, and then I also saw everybody, so people's throwing those damn tit mittens the whole time. People are humming those fucking, uh. Yeah, the boulder holders. Oh, baby, people yeah. are throwing those damn fucking, those damn fucking, those people had some damn fucking, uh. Some big old tit. Tiggies, man. I'm telling you. Oh, there was breasts. Oh, the bras and the they kept getting caught on the security guards that were in front of the stage. That was the best part. It's funny because yeah, yeah. So so that 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 started on one of the first shows. I mean, I always have shows where people throw bras, but there's be a few. And, here it is, uh, right here. Some people oh, throwing oh, yeah. some of them. People titting out. Yes, dude. People. God. And are they warm when they hit up there? Is some are they just? Uh, usually, I'll usually. I mean, like sometimes I'll catch them, which is badass. If like someone throws it and I catch it in there and it looks cool, but uh, but yeah, man, they God. uh, people. Yeah, I mean, I mean, ever since I, so I posted this video about it, mm-hmm. and then ever since then, now every show I'm getting like a ton. Like, like I basically promised. I did promise, and yeah, there's, and a, there's a you guys are doing a charity. It's a so I'm I'm donating all the bras, but but I'm gonna take the the value of all of them, which kind of was decided amongst the people on like the comments that it's like about fifty bucks a pop for one of them nice bras. Oh wow! So like based on the amount of the, the number we get, I'm guessing it'll be like a little. Low, I mean, probably a little bit over a thousand because we we are at like eight hundred right now. No, nah, it'll probably be a little more than that. Anyways, I'm, I'm gonna donate fifty bucks a pop, so it's gonna be like. Quick sixty bands to the breast cancer, man. Gotta Dude, do that's it. It's magical, yeah. Gotta do it. Oh, man. we have to keep breasts out there. Imagine if suddenly they said, "Nah, no more breasts." No more breasts, yeah, man. That'd be problematic as hell. You remember some of the greatest breasts you've ever seen? Is there a pair? It's breasts are wow. only. It's hard to keep a long. Breasts don't hold a long time in your head. I feel like it has to be recent breasts. Yeah, that's a good question, man. Wow, Lisa Ann has pretty cool tits. Um, yeah, now you guys got together, and she's a famous uh, pornographic actress, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure I saw her. I don't know. I mean, I used to watch a lot of it. Oh, uh, you would. Did you see what she looks like? Let me bring her up, please, Zachary. You will recognize her, bro. Guaranteed it. Guaranteed it. Oh wow. Get a get a get a good one. She did the Sarah Palin one. That's what she blew up. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to the AVN Awards with man. She's a porn legend. She, she's kind of been retired for a few years, but she's sweetheart. She has some cool tits. And is she? Um, and you guys uh, went on a date. You guys have gone on some dates, right? I wrote, I wrote a song where I had a lyric about her, and yeah, yep. And she loved it. And um, then I ended up getting her into this. Uh, I, sh- I had to shoot a commercial for G Fuel. Like, oh, we need a milk. I was like, well, if you're in New York, uh, let me. Hit up Lisa. She was super about it. We met, and you know, we had had a bonded pretty well on set. And um, yeah, the rest is history. I clap your cheeks. Damn boy, yes, that's sir. wild. I had to man. It, it was a dream of mine because I think one of my first three ever jerk offs in my life was to her. Oh wow! I want to say yeah, yeah, first ever three three nuts, and I I uh, and now I have you know. And do you remember the first time you ever ejaculated? Was it surprising to you? Yeah, it was mind blowing. I lost my shit. I had I like a family computer room mm-hmm. where like it was like this room off to the side, right next to my parents' room. So I had to like you know I, th- I think the first porn I ever watched, it was like the girl from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and she was just like stripping in the rain. I don't even know if there was even breasts involved. So it wasn't actual pornography. It was just like video of someone. But set- it was like getting close to it. You know, I think, I think I Googled like cool boobs. I think that was my first or hot boobs. That was my first ever 
porn search and then i found it and i was like because i heard people at lunch talking about jerking off and i was like and you and now did you hear what it was you i had i had no idea i had no this is like uh man sixth grade the good thing about when you hear that jerking off you only you can kind of figure out even if you're like you know even if you can't even read or anything you can kind of figure out what you yeah. have to do to kind of achieve it it's yeah. like you so, know you can only test everything so much before you fucking, yeah you know? so i i tested that shit out man i was i remember my, i think i think everyone's first nut might be their best best nut Would oh you, it's just insane agree? well i just feel like the i remember the ejaculate <clears throat> or the ejac or whatever they call it you know um EJ. Mm-hmm. yeah it's so at that point it's so clear yeah i remember being like it had just i mean like it had just come out of like it was a, just pure man it was like plasma it's like a pure oh child's nut <laughs> you know what i'm saying well, man? <laughs> yeah man that I'm was a, uh <laughs> let's all say it again i know what you're saying because i was a child and you were a child, so we can say it. But I think, yeah, I don't no. want to. Th- it's weird. I don't want to think about I don't it. But think I do. about it. But yeah, we were we're talking about ourselves. As, as yeah, children. yeah, it was our own pure child's nut. So yeah, dude, if I'm thinking about my own self ejaculating as a kid, that's not like pedophile stuff, is it? No, no, it's your own nut, man. Yeah. I'll never forget my first like five nuts. How old yeah. were you when you first busted one? Yeah, thanks, man. How old were you? Um, I was. Uh, oh, I think I was, remember I was like thirteen. And I didn't really know. I remember like uh, finding some videos, right? My brother had some pornography up there hidden in his closet and some uh, Alizé whiskey. Pull up some Alizé, A-L-I-Z-E. Alizé, bro. I still sip, I'll, I'll still sip some Alizé every oh, once in a while. Oh, dude, yeah. If I want my Damn, fucking... so you got into the... Is it whiskey? It's not like a weird little like... It's a mix. It's like a little bell. Oh, there it is. Right Schnapps. there. there right go. there. Get that orange one, baby. Or the... Oh, uh, yeah, that one. That's what I remember, yeah. Oh, God, dude. Oh, Alize, that shit's popping, especially like how oh, I can belch and just taste my childhood, man, even yeah. just th- looking at it. And so we had a he had a jug of that up there, and I found some videos on his shelf, and so I hit two swigs of that, and I fell off the shelf, man. I got drunk. It was like I climbed up some shelves in his closet and fell off that bitch, and then jerked off. And then I I kind of came to. I think I even blacked out and. Damn, that's a crazy first nut. There was a lot going on. And then I got these videos and I put it in the video player. And I just remember like laying in his in my brother's bed, because his bed was by the TV and he was out of town. And like I your bro- like your brother's bed was your first first nut. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> that's crazy. Damn, dude. bro. All right. You know, things happen. <laughs> God, bro, but he wasn't there. Yeah, no, I respect it. You so it's probably like, cleaned up a little bit. Oh, yeah, dude. I think, yeah. I mean, I think it just evaporated back into my skin. It was like, you know, that shit was pure. That was damn plasma. Yeah, that should have reformed a thumb. You know what I'm saying? You could really, bro, if you were missing something, you could fill in a divot on your body. That's that shit. Really good, man. But I do remember, like, having my legs out. And I remember just kind of rubbing my, I was so, like, erect, like, just volatile from watching the pornography that I remember even just rubbing my legs together like this. And that alone was just too Getting much. Getting you going? Oh, it was just too much charisma going on just too even much just, heat yeah. oh i even just my own legs because i'd never like if you took 30 seconds before if i'd rub my legs it'd have been nothing yeah. but now that i'm all keened in on this pornography and titty on the video um it just had taken a new level and i just dude i oh i had no prior knowledge of what, what was about to go down so I, i'm in that bitch like just you know getting to it however i could i think i might have had like a Silky napkin or something. Oh, God. Know. Yeah, of course you would. <laughs> what do you no. got? 
You're gonna. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't have a cape on. On brand? No, 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 bro. I was like third. I was not balling when I was fucking 14, man. I, uh, yeah, I don't know, some napkin, and and I just remember like it was like, damn, this is cool, man. I'm really getting into this, and then I, I busted, and I was like, you know, it's like a, it's oh. like take, it's like blasting off on DMT. I was it like, really is. Damn. I was like, that's what happens, and then my dick looked fucked up for like two days. Oh wow, really? Because it just had been it just so all much. swollen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, anyway. it is. It's almost like popping a pimple for the first time. Yeah. God, I remember. I remember. I saw a man um, cream out on a video, <laughs> and I was like, "There's no way. It must be a special effect or something." Yeah. And so I remember, you know, doing myself like that, just genie in my little lamp, dude. And goddamn, brother. I mean, just. Somebody, yep. somebody wished for damn semen. I would, I would pay money to have my first jerk off again, man. I swear to God. Goodness gracious. And pay money for what? And like, just to just to, oh, nev- to have it, just, just to have never nutted in my life. Oh, to scratch all the nuts I ever took and just have my first again right now. Dude, I think you have to. Uh, there's that's like born again Christian or not? I don't know if that they do it there, but yeah, some get baptized and have a good another first jerk off. But you can't really do all the reverse. God, yeah, I think it's over, man. The track has been worn in these. I've damaged the goods, man. <laughs> yeah. God, but there is something about it, man. If you go all the way back, it almost feels like you'd never die if you had never jerked off. Wow, that's deep. I think I agree with that. You gotta have to agree with that statement, man. Shit. It's like you'd have this power inside of you, God. It's not your shoes, bro. You're rocking all olive green with the. I tried to match my shit up. Yeah, you did a better job. I um, I had to do that uh, BFFs pod this morning. And that was so good. yeah, they brought you. What did we? T- oh, I told them. They said who's coming on. I said gravy's coming on. And what were they? They were talking about something about a woman that you had dated, but I didn't know who it was. I guess it was someone's mom. Yeah, someone's yeah, mom. They always did. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, of course they did. Yeah, they brought that up, but it was pretty interesting. I think um, it was just early. I had to be over there at like nine a.m. and I was like, I don't even want to be up at this moment. I just I had stayed up kind of late, so did it. Yeah, but hey, but did what I was supposed to do, and that was a good time. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I feel like I didn't help you out on that collab very much. Can I take a piss? Yeah, we do that. Yeah, go piss. Oh, definitely, we do it all the time. You know, the most wonderful time of year is also the most hectic time of year. Everyone puts off shopping until the last minute. And if you have an online store that you run or you're in charge of, you know the feeling of getting hit with a ton of orders at once. Well, ShipStation turns holiday ship storms into smooth sailing. So you can keep your customers happy and still find time to enjoy some eggnog. ShipStation works with all your favorite places to sell online, including Shopify, Etsy, Amazon, eBay, and more. Manage every order from one simple dashboard, automate routine shipping tasks, print shipping labels, and easily compare rates and delivery times to optimize every shipment. This holiday season, give yourself the the gift of stress-free holiday shipping. Use promo code Theo today at ShipStation.com to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code T-H-E-O. I just ordered a new batch of these. I use them. I need them. I got to wean her up and wean her and do 
and get good wiener, and it helps. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. That's right, Blue Chew. If you're looking for that extra confidence when it's time for sex, BlueChew.com is where you find it. They also now have Vardanaffle Mint flavored chewables, baby, with the active ingredient in Levitra and Staxon. So you can stay hard and fresh. God, he's hard. If you don't like swallowing pills, no problem. Blue Chew's Sildenafil and Tidalafil cha- tablets are chewable. Chew them up. That's it. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, baby. Get that hacksaw, Jim Duggan. You feel me. And guys, here's a special deal for you. Try Blue Chew free. When you use our promo code Theo at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W dot com, promo code Theo, to receive your first month free. So take me through, like, some of your process of putting music together. Like, when you start, like, where do you get inspired these days? Because I know with, like, jokes, like, I'll kind of notice something funny that I say with my friends, and I'm like, okay, this is a bead on something, you know? It's almost like a welder when they light that bead up, and then they start using the bead to do all the welding. Yep, yep. What does it kind of what does it feel like for you as you've gotten to know yourself better? Honestly, I, I listen to a lot of really old music. Uh, most most of what I I mean I listen to hip hop, you know, when I want to get hyped up. But like most like what I'm casually listening to, like on an airplane or whatever it is, is usually like some you know some 40s to 70s era. A lot of times I'll just find a sample in there that I really like and the vibe of it. And I'll send it to like I got a couple producers that are really good with flipping those. Um, and then in the end, we'll we'll replay it with our own instruments so that like there's less legal shit to go through. Um, also, I mean, half the sessions I do, I'll just go in with the producer. We'll kind of chop it up a little bit and think of something. Like the song Soiree I dropped not long ago, uh, I walked in. I was like, hey, bro, let's make a, like a Beethoven joint. Let's make a Beethoven song. And he was like, all right, bet. And he just shot it to Willie, legendary producer, <clears throat> just whipped out his fucking... Uh, piano recorded it and played like this Beethoven-esque ass uh, track and I spat on it 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 depends but but usually like it's either in person with a producer starting from scratch and I'm like a big part of the production process or I'm sending a sample and we're kind of you know going step by step and it's is the one that's like about 30 seconds in it kind of changes to a total is that the one that flips to like a total different I think you think about the intro probably the intro isn't it marvelous is the intro to my my album which is like this like smooth 80s little funky John and then it tra- changes into like this hard trap beat and it keeps going back and forth Suarez is the second song where it's like this organ playing that Dwelly played and uh, man that one came out hot yeah, that's hot. something that's interesting about you when i'm listening it's like i can't i don't I, it's like i'm in different time periods kind of you know it's mm-hmm. almost like i'm just tra- uh, yeah i feel like i'm just kind of traveling through uh joyful different moments in 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 time and in music it's kind of cool i like to really mix it up and like have each beat be different like i i don't like having multiple songs on a project that are the same where a lot of artists it's like they have a style and all the beats are going to sound in a certain you know, range where all the beats are going to be similar, like a play by Cardi or you know, like a little Uzi, like their beats are all like in the same sort of style, but I like to like really mix it up and like, 
I think I think a lot of artists it's, it's better for them to make a specific style that they rock with. But for me, it's like my voice, my my lyrics, my you know sort of just style and you know regalia, all that. Yeah, Simon Rex, shout out. Yeah, shouts for Simon Rex, all that kind of speaks for itself. And then beats, I just want to try new things every time. Um. What about BG, dude? He be he might be somebody that'd be interesting. He's kind of been gone. BG knockout? No, like uh, the BG. Do you remember him? Uh, he was part of like. Um, I mean, the BGs themselves are who I kind of based my style off of. Oh dang! So they had a rap ride in New Orleans called BG. And I know BG knockout, who's from Compton, but I don't know about BG. Yeah, they had. Can you bring him up, Zach? Um. New Orleans, y'all did have some bling fire. bling. Yeah, that remember every time you come around, my city bling bling. Think mm-hmm. it ain't word about fifty bling. I'm about it, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I honestly have no he idea. He was with Little Wayne in the beginning. They were ha- uh, bro. That early shit is so him badass. juvenile. Juvenile used to live in a neighborhood over from me when I was growing up, and so really? we heard this crazy story one night that he chased some women down the street with an ice pick, and then we all went out and bought his album. <laughs> Fire, man. That's prime marketing right there. Oh, dude. We That's were like, sick. oh, we were buying ice picks and shit. People yeah. giving each other ice picks like as uh, stocking stuffers. Bro, New Orleans, y'all got, so you, what, Lil Wayne, Juvenile, you got that, that old troop, Birdman. DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled's from New Orleans? People don't know that shit. I thought he was from Miami. Wow. People, pull up DJ Khaled. You got Pe- Suicide Boys? Have you ever met Suicide Boys? Yeah, and I've asked Scrim to come on the pod. That would be a good. What if you guys did something? Yeah, that, that could be interesting. We've they brought me on tour. I've been oh, on tour. Did. I've been on tour with them, and we've like I'm pretty close with them. Like yeah, we're tight. Scrim but they're very they're very strict about their. Uh, there you go, New Orleans. Yeah, they don't like to. Uh, yeah, I mean the Scrim doesn't party, you know, and so they don't party, and they really don't want to collab with people. But like we we've we've done enough shows together and stuff where I feel like. It could happen pretty soon. Yeah, they're specific about their world, you know. Yeah, they're really specific yeah, yeah, yeah. about their world. Scrim's like that. He's uh, you know, he's di- he's do he does exactly what he's doing. They're kind of like genius, man. I, I I really respect them and and like I'm inspired by the Suicide Boys. They're so sick. Yeah, I love them. I saw Scrim and I keep in touch a decent amount. And um, and who did I see on there? Shakewell was with them. Cheddar. They had. Uh, I was on. I was on that tour. Was you talking about a tour? I was yeah, on, I was on the one. It was Cheddar, Shakewell, me, Ramirez, uh, Germ, uh, Turnstile. This was like last year. They just yeah. they, did, they just did another one with Ski Mask, but this, this time I was like the the Ski Mask. I was like the the direct support, and it was sick. Wow. So only had a few shows, but and they they wanted to have Chief Keef too, but he didn't show up. Oh damn. And that's sad. Chief Chief Keef is great, dude. Was there? Uh, is he? Don't get, me, don't get me wrong. I've kicked it with him a lot. Always, dude. Like he doesn't talk a lot, but any time he says anything, it's really cool. Wow. And, and he's just a very giving person. And anytime I've asked him to get on a song, he just slays it. He's fire. Love Chief Keith. Sway Lee is sick. That would be fire. I haven't met him, but I have a lot of mutual friends. That's a good idea. Nicest dude, man. I got to meet him at the Super Bowl, and his uncle is a comedian. This guy Sully McCullough. So I'd always like, I knew that they were out of Mississippi. So I'd always be talking to him about it and stuff like that. And like, I knew that, um, that he was related. And then I was at the Super Bowl, and he was there and I was just so amped. And he was literally the, probably the nicest dude in the room. Just so, just so cool. I mean, he's so, everything about him is just, it seems really cool, you know, but, uh, but he was real, real friendly. Dope, yeah, I love, I love meeting people that are like really, really up and are still friendly. You know, yeah, it's hard to find sometimes. 
yeah, I think it's like, I think that's about your energy. It's like people want to work with you because they want to be around you too. You know, I think that's probably a big aspect for people. Um, I, I actually ended up the last two years getting booked uh, as the most, I, I was the most booked college artist the last two years. Really? Yeah. So you've been playing colleges. I was the most booked artist at colleges the last two years. And that's purely because we're professional. We pull up. We're really nice to everybody. And so I did like, I think like 40 shows at colleges last year and about like 35 this year. And are you going through NACA and stuff like that? Did you go to the, like a, through the conference? Like, is it specifically for the college or is it college town? It's, it's college. It's like their actual like spring festival or like their like fall festival. Wow, that's yeah, sick, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's I'm a tough it. market to do on a lot of times. And, and it just worked out, man. There's a lot of my fans of these college girls. And then I meet the promoters who, who a lot of them will book for tons of different colleges. And like, if we get along well, it's like that, that's really important in music. And I think every industry is like, if you're just a good person and like not a dick and like, like do what they ask like me it's me and waka flocka are like the two like top it's because waka flocka is a great down-to-earth guy waka flocka and i did a few shows together and he brought me aside and we meditated together he's vegan oh damn dude he is like not what you'd expect and it's awesome great down-to-earth fella about my height way stronger when and you see people that are your height do you think that you are is there a better chance you're going to be friends it's a really good question i feel like there is like a, like a little bit of a bonding with tall people you know some some of them will, will you know instantly come in with like the the opposite feeling like oh like oh he's the other tall guy you know hmm. um like height beef kind of shit yeah like i think i can't remember i'm at g easy and i think it might have been that way i don't know Anyways, most mo most tall people, yeah, we have a little bit of a bond, you know. We dap up and be like, "Hey, man, pleasure," you know. Stay long, stay long, bro. Yeah. You long drink of water. Yeah, Jeezy always has a lot of chicks. That's what I always hear. Jeezy, yeah. He went to school in Loyola, New Orleans, actually, which is kind of interesting. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think the BG would be pretty sick, man. He's like a rapper that was really fire, and then he's had a tough time. Mystical, I really loved. Mystical, say that's the like the. Yeah, talk crazy. Me against the no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's, he's fire. Right he's here. fire. But he keeps going to jail. He keeps doing pedophilia, or pedophilia. Okay, well, and I they, probably won't collab with him then. Yeah, they keep on, popping on, him. Yeah, they keep popping him. On, dude. on to the next. On to the next. Uh, man, Morgan Wallen and Hardy, we got that. It, we got that locked in. And have Ernest write it, man. Ernest is a great writer that works with them. Ernest, so help have him help write. All right, cool. Yeah, Ernest. Uh, he's uh, flower shops. You ever heard it? That's a song. It's a beautiful day. What is it, Morgan Wall? Crying all night. I actually have heard it. I have, heard, I have a roommate who will wake up every morning. He, he sleeps on our couch. Yeah. He's like our couch dweller. Wakes up every morning, blast Morgan Wallen. Yeah. yeah, that's how I wake up most days. That could be me easily. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Zach Bryan, have you heard of him? <laughs> yes, I have heard of Zach Bryan. Dude, I went to his show. It was so cool. I rolled up. Cheeto Vera is there from the UFC, right? So I love UFC. And so it was the craziest. Like, he's Ecuadorian. Like, I'm like, I think he's Ecuadorian, isn't he? Ecuador. I know Zach Bryan, just the name. Zach Bryan. Yeah. I don't have a name. He's you know who was going to come to my show the other night? It was Sugar Sean. Oh, he was? Sugar Sean O'Malley. You met him? Yeah, I could see him being in a video of yours easily. Dude, he, he was so hyped, man. I wish he could have made it. It was, it was in Phoenix. It was the night before uh, before L.A. And, man, we, we just like, I don't know how we even met. but we You just, guys remind like, me of each other, actually. The way really? that you kind of keep in touch. Yeah, he'll just kind of send a picture sometimes, just something crazy, you know? Yeah. What's up? Um, 
his energy gets read wrong, I think, sometimes by people because he just has such this, uh, you know, he's kind of gotten into podcasting. He's so much also like an artist outside of his fighting, right? So I think a lot of fighters initially, it seemed like we're like, what the fuck is this dude doing? He's not a real fighter, you know, Uh, because he's able to manage two different real businesses in in a lot of ways. He's sick, man. But man, he's, uh, yeah, he's so good. His energy's always fun, man. His whole life, and he like just the way he's able to just kind of record his life, and he doesn't stress about it too much. Kind of, he yeah. I often uh, I um admire him. I admire mm-hmm. his ability to not like kind of like get too overwhelmed or anything. I would mm-hmm. get too spun up, you know. How do you feel about uh Jake Paul? We talked about this on that BFS podcast. I don't. I, I mean, I met Jake just through his brother, and I and you know, and I was I was talking more with Logan, and 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 anytime I've ever been in the same space as those guys. But I think he's he's serious about boxing. Mm-hmm. You know? Dude, I used to think the dude was so lame. And he, I mean, way back. Like, like I met him and he was pretty, actually a cool dude. And now, like, I think he's undefeated against all these, like, professional fighters. Like, like yeah, his marketing is douchey and he's got his own thing going. But, like, it's pretty badass, man. Like, I got I got to show love to him. Lo- Logan's a really good dude, too. I like Logan a oh, lot. Oh, Logan seems really, Lo- I, Logan is cool. I've interacted with him a lot more. Jake it's like, you know, I don't know if I'd be your friend, but I think you are a badass, my friend. I think Jake that- seems tougher to get to know, kind of. He seems like his own, he, he like you know, he seems like he kind of stays in his own world a bit. Logan's obviously just super busy dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's always fun to, you know, always enjoy being around those guys. I'm, and I'm, they crush it. Uh, yeah, I'm just impressed. I think that both of them were considered, like, lame. Like, like I just did not fuck with them at all, just based on like what I'd heard. Like, I hadn't even, like, looked into it, and then... They did the right moves to become kind of sick again. Yeah. You know, they fought. They they literally tried fighting, which is like Im- impressive. They trained from nothing. Yeah, and killed it. And uh, you know, like they're doing a lot of dope shit. So I got respect for those guys now. Well, you have to admire their commitment, uh, the ability to kind of evolve, right? To make that choice to go from, you know, what people would call a YouTube star yeah. or a YouTube fame, which has got to be so like. I can't even imagine coming up on that being With young. horrible diss tracks, all that. It's just trash. But then you come in and you find, I think they, they just found where they're meant to be, man, that fighting yeah. space. And then he went to that okay. Japanese mistletoe thing or whatever, and they fucking rocked him about that for some reason. Like, what are you doing? He's well, a tourist. Ma- you know? Mistlet- I remember him filming a dead person hanging from a tree. Now, that's what you're probably thinking of. He went to the Japanese suicide forest. And got yeah, it wasn't mistletoe. It was a dead man. Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> well... Yeah. I mean, that's the damn Grim Reaper's mistletoe, son. I guess so, man. Hey, I still fuck with y'all, fellas. Yeah, and it's, a, yeah, I mean, a lot, yeah, nobody wants to be a part of suicide or anything. I can't, but also in Japan, they don't have a lot of room to do stuff, I think. So I think they have to do things like in certain areas. There's not a lot of room there. There's interesting, like, cultural, I, I talked to some psychiatrists about this, like, there's interesting, like, different countries have cultural, like, views on suicide and stuff. And it's like, I think Japan has the highest rate of suicide because it's mm. like just kind of like part of their culture and like embedded in their in their in their inbreded is that a, is that a term embedded Im- Im- embedded embedded I've seen it dude I'll tell yeah, you yeah you, you know uh, the inbreds I know the embed yeah embedded in their brain I've seen it they got some square tits on yeah them. man um, pull up the Japanese suicide I, I would like to know a little <laughs> bit more about it just so we can yeah so I have some clarity. suicide force I've heard a lot about it. Anyways, Japan yeah. and like Russia and there's like one other country where they have like just culturally like they have like the suicide like statistics are crazy different than anywhere else. Wow. I think Russia in particular, it's like a crazy amount. 
Okigara. Yeah, it's this it's this one here. It's just a heavily wooded forest. Trees, forest. Uh, Okigahara, also known as the Sea of Trees, is a forest on the northwestern flank of Mount Fuji. Click on that one, yeah. How, how many people do? How many people commit suicide? The people also ask it. Thirty every year. About thirty people committing suicide there every year. So for one place, imagine if there was one park. You know, that's like that's like more than one. That's like three a month, man. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, imagine being like the park ranger. You know. You're the park ranger, and you just gotta pull up and be like, "Oh, there's a, there's another." Yeah, because that's one every other week. Yeah, and I wonder if it's like a busy season. Guaranteed, bro. Like when it's cold out and shit. Hmm. It's a beautiful place too. Well, maybe that's why too. I think it, that it, you know, it yeah. looks like it's such a beautiful place. You, I saw this crazy TikTok the other night. A guy, a guy is trying to hang himself, and a guy walks up on him, and is recording a video. And like talks him out of it, and it's all on video. And the dude's like bawling, crying, and stuff. Like sometimes I'm like, is some of this on TikTok? Is it even real? But this thing looked pretty. That real. sounds real. That's how, like I feel like that'd be. There are people that fake some whack shit, but I feel like that'd be that'd be pretty fucking whack to fake that. Yeah, can you see that, Zach? Do you, I don't know how you would even look that. I'm trying out. to find it. I'm trying. And I know it's probably gonna set off alarms even looking for it. Wow. Um. When when did you start to feel like okay I'm turning a I'm turning a corner here so so you you know you end up at the commune you got the music going you've obviously had some uh, juvenile issues starting out like out of the gate trouble in Georgia um, you can't you you know but you have this vibe that everybody loves you're doing music when does it start to kind of turn for you and and you realize okay, I really have to lean into this or, or you just realize that it's getting bigger? Yeah, it was right at the end of my uh, my commune stay in Montana. I was just finishing up that probation. I had about a year left in college and I was working hell out. Dude, I, I was going crazy. I was so motivated that I was, I was a full-time student, 18 credits at University of Wisconsin. and In Madison? Madison, yeah. Dang, baby, yeah. I used to go to comedy on state performing there. Oh, I remember comedy. That's the first place I ever got kicked out of in my life. Yeah, man, place is great. Anyways, I uh, I was doing that. I was working 20 hours a week at this place that would have probably ended up being my job if it wasn't, you know, for the music stuff that popped off. And uh, I ran this pizza company with my homie. What was it called? The Pizza Roller. Basically what we did for about almost two years, we bought like a a souped-up golf cart and we put this trailer on the back that was like this metal thing that kept things warm partner with a partner with a lo- local pizza chain and what was it called uh Fizzo- not, not joe's was i was about to say fazoli's no it's it was a great pizza place Fa- there. fabian's or something i don't know it was okay. it was it wasn't the best pizza in town but it was like we, we would hire kids to drive this thing around play music put lights on it and they would sell pizza above a slice to the drunk kids at one of the bars so we do it we do it four nights a week they go out there from like 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. and just sell pizza to all the drunkens. Yeah, and that was like that was like my first business. After that took off, and we made we made a, a good a good bag on that while we were students. Yeah, and yeah. you're giving the people what they want. It's what you've always done. You're giving the people what. they Thank want. you, thank you. And and then I, uh, man, I think I had like a year left of college and. Uh, it was even like, oh, I'd take this job in Atlanta. They were going to make this my own office and like run this whole program. Or it's like, I really like this rap stuff and it's kind of starting to take off. But it was like, yeah, right at the end of that probation period in Montana, I had a song that blew up and they posted it on Bleacher Report. And I was oh. like, hey, like this is kind of lit. 
And then I said, you know what? Like, I love y'all, but I'm taking the summer off. I need to, like, do this. And then I just kept grinding and uh, finally revealed my face. That whole time I hadn't revealed my face. My first two years, oh. I was, like, under wraps because I didn't want anyone to know about it because I thought it was lame. I was, like, I was afraid of people discovering me and being, like, oh, that's Matt Harry. Like, like, fuck's he doing? And my boss, obviously. I'm talking rapping about like piping my dentist and shit i didn't want my boss to see that oh yeah so so i didn't reveal my face at all i was just posting all these like 50s pinup girls as my artwork and like all my announcements and everything were like were you self-conscious a little bit i didn't want to be that guy that was like at least in my town there was maybe like seven of them that were like the rappers that were like handing out mixtapes i don't want to be that guy at all so i didn't tell any of my good friends besides like my roommates until like a year in I was like, once I have some like actual following, I'll tell people. And uh, I finally actually met a guy at a party. Uh-huh. It was it, it was at a party. I met yeah. this dude named Charlie, still my boy. He uh, he recognized my voice, recognized my voice, and he's happened to be a videographer. He recognized my voice when I was talking to him. He's like, "Bro, are you are you young gravy?" So I never even mentioned where I was from or anything. I, I, I faked like I was from Atlanta, and then I faked like I was from New York. This dude recognized my voice, ended up being a videographer. We made the Mr. Clean video, which is like probably my biggest music video now. But that's how I revealed my face. Uh, I partly blew up just because everyone thought I was black. And then they were like, because of my voice. And everyone was like, oh, he's a white dude. Yeah. Like a skinny white dude riding a horse. Black and, throat, white else. And uh, yeah. And then I... Uh, and that was that, man. Then it really that popped off. We got a million views in a week, and I was like, "All right, something, something serious is happening." It's big. And, Get you going, uh, man. When something goes like that, yeah. you're like, "Damn, okay, now I'm now this is what I am." And I started getting fl- flown out to like labels in New York, and I had to like skip. Dude, it was sick. I was I'd walk into my like college lectures, and I was a marketing major, so it's eighty percent girls in those classes. Uh. And I walk in there with my letter from like Universal Music Group. I'd be like, "Yo, I'm sorry, brother." I'd say it super loud too. I'd be like, "Yo, man, my bad. Like, I gotta." I got to go meet with the label about this record deal real quick, man. I, was, I had a nice last little semester there. Any babies want to roll? Four babies yeah, roll. Who wants? Who's trying to pull up, man? Wow. No, yeah. So that was that. That's how I knew. And uh, I ended up getting a tour booked. And I started one week after I graduated. Couldn't make the graduation ceremony because I had a show in New York. Damn. You think mm-hmm. you'll ever go back and walk? Probably not. I could just, like, get a, you know, I could. Should I? It might be a cool vibe. I mean, maybe a cool. Be pretty fire, maybe. Kind of tired. I'm going. I'm going back to my high school for the first time in like ten years. Oh yeah. Uh, over Christmas to do a little charity event, which would be cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I will do. Maybe we'll go walk. Fuck it. Um, what's in the news, Zach? Let's 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 just see what's happening in the world. Oh, you had, you talked about a stalker. They had another stalker that happened. What was that? Some celebrity was dealing with it. Yeah, Kim K. Uh, we saw this in the news. She got a restraining order against a guy who, I guess, claims that he's talking to her telepathically. Ooh. Oh, see, that's I think this is one of the byproducts you get of like this metaverse thing and like a lot of these uh, avatars is that people start to believe then that they are in instances with you. Uh, this man, it says, um, Andre Persaud. Uh, is prohibited from contacting her. Persaud showed up at her home at least three times. Oh. Um, 
Yeah, he has to stay 100 yards away for the next five years. From but what, it, what, it, what, it, what does he mean telepathically? Is he getting weed? Is he do, 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 he probably bought one of the, they probably had a free weed you bought with one of those lip kits or something. Yeah, I guess he claimed to be he claimed to be armed and showed up at her house three times. Uh, that's, that's pretty. His, yeah, that's, that's not that's not the vibe at all, man. Yeah, and also these bitches seem like ghosts now, anyway. Almost, so it's like I'm not surprised that if one of them showed up through Ouija. God damn! Dude. What else yeah, they got, that. man? Yeah, you were talking about school. They just announced what the Oxford Dictionary 2022 Word of the Year is. Oh, let's get it. You ready? Mm-hmm. The Oxford Dictionary Word of the Year. What do you think it would be based on this year so far? What would you each guess? Oh, that's a good question. Gas. Mm, that's a good one. Extra extra definitions. Now, let me think. What's a word that hasn't been? Is it, it going to be like a word that's been used very often or something? Yeah, like, or is it how, a how word they they're pay? adding new? Yeah, what is yeah, it? Yeah, the whole the vibe is that every year it's like what kind of enters the lexicon that the Oxford Dictionary thinks that they need to start. Okay. You know. I'm trying to think about like social media and what people really say a lot. Oh, TikTok? Yeah, I mean, well, TikTok's, I think. A TikTok? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a, like a TikTok type vibe. Yas? Two S Y A S S. That's a good call. Uh, uh, oh, I would say vibe. Vibe? Vibe, but vibe. Vibe's been around for a little while. That's the thing is, is you can't you can't use a word that exists. Um, oh, yeah. Um. Oh, man. What about that uh, Badussy? People say Badussy. Bussy? I don't think they put bussy in there, but bussy does mean boy pussy. Yeah, or ass pussy. They used to call it ass pussy. Ass pussy? Yeah, respect. Um, I remember this lady at this gas station would always say, we, y'all trying to get that ass pussy every time we'd stop there to get some gas, and we didn't know what she was talking about. She was dude. a dude? Huh? She was a dude? She might have been. I don't know. She's offering that ass pussy. Uh, we can't get it, man. What's up? What is it? Are right, you ready for it? Mm-hmm. Goblin mode. Goblin mode? Oh my words. god, that is fucking funny, man. I don't know exactly what it means, but it's a slang I think term I do know what it means. Describes as unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy behavior. Oh, that's America. Then. I regularly enter goblin mode, man. That is funny. I, I was expecting worse. That's the definition. Goblin mode. So who, yeah, <laughs> whose fans are goblin moders then, I wonder? Uh, Playboy Cardi. For sure. Yeah. His fans are tweakers. Are they? Oh, yeah. Damn. They're cool, but they're just like, oh, so Yeet fans. Yeah. And what about, is Lil, do they still have, is that a done thing, you think? People being named Lil something? Like Lil, because it kind of turned into like. Uh, oh, I'm a young. Right. You know, keep that in mind before yeah. you speak. Uh, I'm a young, but I spell it a special way. I mean, Lil Baby is one of the most simple names that I've ever heard, and he is one of the biggest artists on earth. Good point. Uh, yeah, they had Lil Peep. They had... Because then it started ASAP is out now. ASAP is kind ASAP, of... ASAP, yep, yeah, yeah. But that's like part of a clique, you know? It's mm. like it's like me and the other youngs aren't really a clique, you know? Oh, so ASAP is part of a clique. ASAP, everything is a clique. Yeah, oh, I didn't yeah, know it's, that. It's a group. Yeah, yeah, Oh, wow. So I think it's always striving prosper. Pretty dope. I, I think everyone in ASAP is cool. It is. I didn't realize mm -hmm. that. I just thought every it was just random. Mm -mm. Huh. You got Young, you got Lil, you got a couple bigs out there, Big Boy, Big Sean. Um, I wonder what would be a good name. Can we see what the other words are for the past couple years? Yeah. I'm curious. A good name? You, you think about a rapper name for you? Mm -hmm. I'm trying about Theo Vaughn. We can go, man. We can go. Uh, 
Hmm. What to let people comment? Hey, if you're watching on YouTube, put below what you think my rapper name would be. And it can be good or bad. You can make fun of me if you want. Thick. Oh, yeah. The... Oh, something GED would be good a little. GED? Yeah. Um, no, that doesn't really work. Uh, thalamus. Victorium. GED. Oh, damn. That sounds yeah. pretty good. Thalamus, Victorium, GED. That sounds like uh, like some Harry Potter, pervy Harry Potter kind of. Some horny shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've been horned out. These were the other words of the year. ASAP horny. ASAP horny? That's not bad. Little medium. Little medium is hard. Especially if you're yeah. like a seancer. Mm-hmm. If you read in brains, bro, a little medium, that would be pretty well, good. Well, like throbbing Vaughn. Would that, would that work? Mm, that sounds more like just for sex. Yeah, I want to be able right, to do some right, music, I'll, too. My mom, yeah, all right, facts, facts. I want to have a talent. Throat Vaughn. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want that, dog. You rap with it, man. Come on, man. Throat Vaughn. <laughs> I'm gonna have a lot of dudes rolling up with that meat mail, trying to put it fucking, trying to put a letter in the hey, box, young, dog. Hey, we got Young Gravy and Throat Vaughn, <laughs> man, new mixtape. Uh, that's why. Make them say. <clears throat> make them say. Oh. <laughs> uh, what do we got? What are they? Yeah, what do we got? Last couple were kind of whack, but so 2021 was vax, mm. like vaccination, all right, right. whatever. 2020, 2020 was words of an unprecedented year, which again is like. I don't Climate know. emergency, dude. I like how it was all this shit, and then we got goblin mode this year, man. <laughs> dude, God somebody damn. they must have a different sponsor. Yeah. Obviously, this year is sponsored by uh, by yeah. Monster Energy, dude. Yeah. If they went into goblin mode, toxic youth quake. Youth quake. I like that, man. I don't know any of these words. Youth quake is kind of lit, though. Uh, it sounds a little sus. I don't know. Post. Wow, they added an emoji. Word of the year in 2015 was an emoji. Damn, life sucks, man. Oh, there we go. Vape was already one selfie. Squeezed middle. <laughs> what is that? Squeezed middle. Yeah, that's good. Carbon footprint. Sudoku. Podcast. Sudoku. Okay. 2005. There we go. Podcast. 2005. Look, look at how much better things were, man. We had po Sudoku and podcast. We had carbon neutral. Yeah, I think it got bad in 2009 when they called us Simples. It was Simples and Unfriend. And now we're looking at Vape Selfie. And... <laughs> that is getting bad, yeah. Damn, man. That's when it got weird. What else we got, Zach? Anything else in the news? With the Hindi word of the year. Oh, yeah. Can it was right it? there. It was right there. Go back. I couldn't I couldn't really read what it was, man. Yeah. I don't even, maybe, maybe I don't want to pronounce it. You got oh. it. You got it, man. Samvidhan. Or, or the, the Constitution. Constitution. I'm going to go with uh, Atmanarbara or Self-Reliance. All right, yeah. Yeah, I don't have a lot of Hindi information. That's what I was expecting, honestly. Unfortunately. Um, what is your age range? I know you do a lot of the milfing. What mm -hmm. is the age range on that? Um, and what is the age range on that, on that milfing? So I'm not... Um, Are you an age demon, or is it just matter? Is it just about I the... I think it's going to be like, I mean... I think most people probably can assume, but like, you know, some people just don't really get it. Like, I'm not loyal to only older women. Like, no. That's, that's not, yeah. People, no. pe people do make that assumption. Because, like, right. there, there's literally a video that dropped of me walking in Buffalo, New York with this girl who was just clearly not a MILF holding hands, and it got like six million views, and all the comments were just, oh my God, bro, that's not a MILF. What is going on? I was like, dude, like, 
I mean, yeah, milfs are dope, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. It's like a solar eclipse or something. I'm not discriminating, man. Uh, the age range. I mean, I dated a girl that was four years younger than me for a little bit. Okay, she's a sweetheart. She's really she cool. had a child. Very mature. She did not have a child. Okay. Uh, the oldest woman I've been with was um, fifty-four. Okay. And that was twenty-eight years older than me. Right. Yeah, I think that's very fair, man. My my mom and dad were 38 years apart. Really? Yeah. Damn, my, mine are 21 years apart. Wow, and that's far. Well, were. And I, that's, I thought was, that was a lot. One of your parents passed away? Yeah, my dad died when I was 16. Oh, man. So did mine. When you were 16? Yeah. Really? Yeah, he had cancer. Fuck, man. My dad fell on the ice. Uh-uh. Hit, hit his head while walking my dog. My dad was way older, though. My dad was born in 1933. In Switzerland. Was he really? Yeah. Dude, my dad was born in 1910 or 1912. Damn. In Nicaragua. Wow. Damn, we got a similar situation, man. Yeah, so my, so my, my grandparents, Rudolph and Verena, were, are from like 1880 or something. Yeah, my dad was born in 1933. Mom born in like 56. And yeah, 23 year difference. And I, uh, and here I am, man. I, I like to have an older parents. I like to. Yeah, well, I think it probably adds some sort of a worldliness to you in, as well, like things you you know you don't even recognize that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to also, I think I realized, I was thinking about this the other day, you're watching an older person. So then how you interact with the world and how you interact with things is probably going to be a little bit different than if you have like a a capable and, you know, constantly on the go father. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you have someone that's probably just... Um, even just spending more time at peace or relaxing or just sitting there. My dad would just sleep all the time and his eyes would start leaking. And uh, I didn't know what was going on. He was just mm-hmm. old. You know, mm-hmm. people get older. Yeah, um, absolutely. Wait, so how how old was he when he passed? He was 86. 86, wow. Well, you were 16. But that's so wild, man. Gosh, what a dark surprise. Your dad just went for a walk? Hit his head. We were, uh, it was the middle of winter. Uh, he slipped on the ice, hit his head, and like, didn't realize it till like five hours later, but he had like internal brain bleeding and he started having a bad reaction. It's fucked up because I was at my homie's house and we were like smoking and just chilling. And I got a call from my mom, like, yo, dad's in the hospital. Like, and you were stoned? You should come. I was stoned and that oh. freaked me out extra. I mean, by the time I got there, obviously I sobered up, but I was, uh, yeah, it was just really bad timing. Um, but I think overall it kind of helped me in life, man. Like, like I, I, at least looking back, I'm proud of how I, how I took it, you know? I, I, it motivated me. My mom kind of shut down for a while and couldn't do a lot because she was just like, you hit her so hard. Uh. Um, so I kind of became the man of the house when I was 16 and I had to get myself into college and do all this stuff. And I think it motivated me a lot, man. Like I, I miss my dad like, like shit, but, but I think that that was a, you know, a turning point for me. Did you get to say anything to him when you got to the hospital or he was unconscious? No. Nah. It was it was bad timing. I, th- I think right when I got there, he had just like reached the point of like not being able to talk anymore. Uh, oh. So he's like kind of like coughing and shit. But yeah, yeah. And obviously, I said shit to him. I don't know. Maybe he heard, hopefully he heard it. Um, but yeah, man, that was I was sixteen. It was January. Uh, he's born in Switzerland. I think I said that. And Swiss citizen and everything, man. I still see his family sometimes. He had no. So he had. Uh, five siblings grew up in a family of six and every single one of them has died of, in an accident except for the two that are alive who are like 95 and 96 damn so my family's just on some shit uh, yeah and you just hurt yourself 
Yeah, I, dude, I break my my shit all the time, man. Yeah. It's that extra two inches that you don't extra two for. inches, man. I'm 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 a survive, man. I'm I'm not gonna die. I think no, if I if, if I make it to fifty, I'm gonna be happy. Um, yeah, I'm sorry about that, man. That's it's interesting that the, when that kind of stuff happens and then how it processes into the rest of your life. Did your mother remarry? Mm-mm. My mom's had a few boyfriends since, uh, and I'm always talking with her about it. We're really close. My mom and I became like best friends. We're Was really she at your close. show the other night? Not the other night. She she's been to a few on this tour. She's coming tomorrow. Actually, we're going to Austin, Texas tomorrow. Nice. Uh, my mom and I are super tight, man. I I uh, yeah, as sure much as I can. Um, she's had a few boyfriends since then, but like, you know, I'm protective. Yeah. They're whack. One of them was cool, but one of them was whack. So, you know, I think she's, you know, she's still in love with him. So, so, uh, she's trying things out, but, uh, yeah, I wonder if I fight, I wonder if love, love kind of feels like it goes on after we die. Doesn't it? It feels like it has like a power that's bigger than us. Do you ever think about something like that? I remember at one point, uh, the one time that I really felt like I was in love with somebody, it was this girl, uh, I don't know, I want to say about three years ago. And I was like, like, I was more afraid of her dying than anything else. I was like, she could break up with me. It's all good. But if she died, like, you know, I was like, dude, I'm going to be fucked up forever. Wow. You know? Because I was like, man, like, I love this bitch. And I don't want, you know, to, like, forever, for the rest of my life, think that, like, like compare everything in my life to her, you know? Damn. Now that we broke up and, like, everything's over and, like, I see what she's on now, it's like I feel better. Because I'm like, oh, like, she's happy. I'm happy we're different. It makes sense that we're separated rather than like, oh, this could have been perfect. And then she died, you know? Yeah, love. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, love almost feels dangerous. And it's almost like, damn, do I even want to go to this thing that's fucking scary, bro? It when is, it, bro. You know, when it incites feelings like that and like, you know, it's funny because being in love, people think like, oh, I want to be in love, that it just is like only this positive thing. But it's kind of got this trap door that's, you know, you got to be careful with your footing in there. Yeah. I think I've only been like maybe like one or two other times. One of them was pretty recently that I kind of felt that same way. And, uh, man, it's it's hard because it's like, yo, especially with like at least how I live and I assume kind of how you live. It's like when you're traveling all the time, it's really hard to like, you know, you got to find the right person that's down to like, you know, accept that you're going to be gone all the time and be all over. Uh, yeah. And be around people and not and have you jealousy. And you got to yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it, that's a hard look, man. It's hard when there's opportunities to meet women. And did you get a lot of girls growing up? I mean, you're probably a, you seem like a tall, kind of handsomer guy. You guys usually do pretty well. I'm tall. Um, I, I uh, actually, you know what? I think part of the reason I sort of have game now is because when I was um, around maybe 15, 16, I was part of like this in my hometown. There was the skaters and there was the Hicks, right? Oh yeah, and the Somalians. Those were like the three the small hands. S- Somalians. Oh, Somalians. A lot of them in Minnesota. I was like, damn, small yeah. hands. I want to see these hands. motherfuckers. The Somalians. Those, those are my. Those are my boys. So it was like, those were like the three groups of like the dudes within my hometown. There's there four high schools, but like still, it was kind of like split. Mm-hmm. Uh, skater stoners, Hicks that like drove trucks, wore steel toe boots, and then the Somalians, which were like. Just the, well, we, I mean, not just Somalis, you know, it was the Vietnamese, there's everybody, but everyone kind of had their little, like, crews, uh, but then there was just, all the girls were kind of, like, free game, like, like all over, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Uh, where was I even going with this? You what were saying when I was growing up, there was three types of people, and I was yeah. like, oh, do you know anything about, um, sit, no, not sit. Yeah, it was like, did you have game in high school? Oh, did I have game? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, sorry. The whole thing is, uh, 
all my friends and my little skate skater crew were handsome motherfuckers and they were really good at skateboarding. Mm. And I wasn't that good at skateboarding and I was mm. had kind of ugly skinny, had acne and shit. So I had to develop game in order to wheel on the same women that all my peers were wheeling on. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I had to develop game early. And uh dude, I used to just like go out solo and like go to like dude i was like 15 or 16 and i would just go out to like either like a bar and like find my way in or like go wherever and just like meet women sober and just like meet and like see like try to train myself you know Dang. and then i finally got that game and like i had some really hot girlfriends and in, in high school that made me look ugly as shit because i was dusty and i never really like came up and like kind of i kind of grew into my body when i was in college and like you know got the facial hair and like became like a normal looking dude i wasn't like i wasn't like a fucking little trash can yeah. man but i was definitely a little dusty and i could see you kind of look like almost like george washington's fine son oh, i'll take that man shit let's yeah. go okay thank you sir so uh so yeah man i developed game early on and i think that that sort of confidence and charisma carried into my music and helped a lot with like just even like any risks i was taking like, yeah it, you got to be con yeah you have to be really confident up there to do that it's interesting watching somebody. It's funny watching somebody else do their art. You can't even believe that you do anything that's even remotely similar to it. Yeah, you know? it's not different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I was up there with Trevor the other night watching. We're like, dude, we should have freaking done music, dude. We're so pissed at ourselves because it just, there's such a different energy. Like with comedy, it's just like, hey, you're almost just like, hey, don't you wish I could do music? You know, it's almost like yeah. you just wish you could, you know? Um, but it's funny watching somebody else perform sometimes it doesn't even feel like you do anything similar to that yeah i remember the, the i think i've been to one of your shows but I've, I've been to a few of trevor's and uh i mean i i i get so impressed with last one i was at chris delio came out oh yeah anthony jessina came out oh. and uh marquez and man dude, just the the uh what's the word just the improv levels were insane man i was like very impressed i feel like anyone who does comedy Am I wrong in thinking that anyone who does comedy would be really good at acting? I don't I know. I feel like you could slay that shit. Yeah, right? I think acting is just a lot more like, even I did a uh, part in a movie recently with Bobby Lee. It was a friend of mine's movie, this guy Lodge. It's about a sober living, and we did some parts in it. And even watching back, watching some of it back, I'm like, oh, acting, you don't move at all. Like, even like, I didn't think I was moving much, like when, I, when we were recording. But I was like, oh, damn, there's some parts where I'm even moving too much. Like, you, like acting is like, you're not doing anything, bro. I mean, you're getting the message across, but that's all you're doing, you mm -hmm. know? Um, I finally tried some acting with Comedy Central recently. That shit was actually oh, wait, a lot of fun. I saw, what was it? Uh, I did like four little sketches with them. There was one I saw that was, I think it was for, P it was with Pizza Hut maybe or something? Pizza, I, did, pizza? I did some shit with Pizza Hut too. That pizza shit was Hut. good. I did, with Comedy Central, I did one, it was like a, it was like a uh, polyamorous rom-com. And then there was one about me being a ha human taxidermist. Uh, one about me meeting God. And we're about to drop this one called, uh, yeah, that shit's funny. Oh, I nutted on DMT, that one? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's another good one, though. Uh, oh. we, we, I just got the final cut of this one called uh, Clot Ones. I think I can reveal, like, the plot. It's, like, hot ones, but they, they hooked me up to a, a menstrual cramp simulator and, like, were throwing blood at me. It was, it was lit. It's Damn, it's they're going funny. dark over there. Yeah. No, it was, it, the whole thing was funny, man. Comedy Central's dope. Uh, yeah, I had fun. I had fun doing a little bit of acting, man. Trying, yeah, wonder more of that. Yeah, well, yeah. That's. I mean, I, I, I'm not. It's like you're. You're kind of like this. You're just kind of this energy, this force, and I think people want to be around it. Um, 
Anything else in the news, Zach? I'm trying to think of. Uh, we hit a lot of news. I got a kind of a crazy video of these guys slapping each other at an IHOP. Can I go pee again? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, what? Uh, oh, take me take me through. So, like, you do like sampling a lot in your music. You find things you like from the past. What's that? What is that like? Uh, what are like? Can you just do that? Take me through some of that. It's complicated. Uh, legally, you gotta like clear everything, and since my lyrics are very not friendly especially for like these older songs where it's the estate or it's someone older who's listening to it. They, a lot of times they don't like hip hop. So trying to just straight up clear something doesn't work often. A lot of times we'll just bring ideas into the studio and then kind of just recreate or make something similar and that works easier. It's like, it's annoying. So I finally found producers that can just make their own shit off the top, which is dope. But yeah, it's, it's annoying. What is it? So say if you do use a song, do you have to... If you do want to use something, do you have to reach out to them first? How does that kind of work? I didn't at first when I, when I was uh, starting on SoundCloud and doing all that. A lot of my songs that blew up really big. I I didn't because I, I didn't even know how. I didn't have I didn't have any, you know, legal folks to help me with it. And I uh, I just said, you know what? They can only sue me for as much as I made off the song, so it's worth it because you know I'll still get whatever attention I need off of it or whatever. Uh, the only actual time that I've had to like take a song fully down and like give all the money away was George Michael's estate with uh, sampled Kyo's Whisper, and I'm signing the check this week for the 190k. But besides that, it's like, wow, cool. So they asked for 190, or was it negotiated? How does do you have like a now? That, that was just all the, the like they had to like get reports. That was how much money I made on the song. And that's wow. a good, that's kind of a deep cut too. So I was I was impressed that they like figured all that out. But I got to pay them that. Um, everybody else, like, we'll just, you know, they'll take a little check and they'll take like some, some publishing on the songs, like a percentage, but they're usually pretty cool about it. Yeah. Uh, and nowadays, now that I'm signed and everything, I, I can't, like, I have to go through the full process. Yeah. Is it almost kind of a bummer? It's like, once you get the popular, once you kind of get to some levels of achievement, you then have to do. It messes up my style. Part, a lot of like sort of the staples of my style I can't do anymore. Then I have to like try to recreate in other ways. Yeah, which I found ways to do, which is like you know, little like old school samples and stuff. I can make my own. I can make my own sample, like full on uh, samples from scratch, like a full song. But like, it's not you know, it's not quite the same. But but I I figured out ways to make it work. So is that so, like say so? There's somebody who's wanting to sample stuff. They like sampling. They're trying to figure it out for themselves. If they're afraid to put their music out there, they're like a new artist, right? Do it. Would you just tell them to do it? Yeah, do it. Yeah, if you're early, do it. It's worth it, man. I. I I didn't have to deal with any of it until like, I mean, I think once my songs were getting more than like 30 million streams, like that was when people started noticing. It's like before that, they're not going to, if it's something old, at least they're not going to notice. And if you do it right, like, and they like the song, I'm, they're most likely going to clear it out of like 10 different situations I had. Only one of them ended up really bad. So I'd say do it. I'd say do it. If you want to sample something, do it. It's worth, uh, worth the try. Um, you got arrested. You said a couple times. What was one of the? Take me through one of those issues. Yeah, so you know, I've told a lot of these stories, but I guess I haven't really delved fully into the 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 third, which was um, I want to say December twenty nineteen, maybe. Mm. It wasn't that long ago. I was it was right before Christmas, and I was drunk in Atlanta, and uh, I wanted to go get some food. Right, yeah. and my whole crew that was we were in Buckhead. My whole crew that was with me, they didn't want to go get any food. So then I met this random 
fella, uh, spiky hair, kind of reddish. Uh, mm-hmm. He was like, man, like, what's good, Gravy? Let's, let's go get some pizza. And I was like, hell yeah. So we walked like two blocks, and then there's DeKalb Tire, right? Mm-hmm. Tire store right there on the block, middle of Buckhead. He, oh, yeah. He, he was like, yo, man, this, this is my dad's, my dad's shop. He's like, this is my dad's place. You want to go inside? I was like, of course. Yeah, let's get it. So we go, we go around back, and he takes like a sort of like a shovel and like props open the, the garage door in the back. And I, I guess I just figured it was normal. I was like, this, this is this is how you get into your dad's business, man. It's all good. Yeah. And we get in there. We're fucking around. Like we're in this tire store. Like some of the lights are on. We're just jumping around. We're like rolling tires back. Just some drunk, dumb shit. Rolling tires back and forth. Climbing on pallets, like having a good time. And Damn, then, bro, this shit sounds fucking erotic, dog. Dude, it Damn, was bro. it was just like some home, some bonding shit with the homie, yeah, man. Right, I don't even remember his. I don't yeah, remember. His, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I don't remember his fucking name. Anyways, yeah, I am just I like look down on my phone because someone had called me, and I like look back up, and I just like look around. And I'm like, buddy is gone. He's completely gone, and <laughs> I couldn't remember what his name was. So I'm in this tire store. There's like all this shit laying around. And I'm like, fuck, man. Like, what do I do? So I just, I just walk out the back door and there's three cops there, like guns oh. out, like flashlight on me, like get on the fucking ground. So he like, set you up, you think? I don't know. I didn't set me up. I think what he, I think his dad didn't own it. His, it was, it was some random kid who somehow knew that like he could get into the back of his tire shop. He brought me in there and we were like just fucking around. And then he, <laughs> he, he, he must have noticed that there was like a cop car or something and he ran. And then I just walked out like innocently and there's three <laughs> cops waiting and I got fucking arrested for breaking and entering into a tire store. Oh, dang, bro. You know what I ended up doing, bro? Is my, my, my Midwestern self, man, after all that, I went to jail for the night. It was, dude, I, I was in this cell with all these dudes and they were just, oh man, it was, I, I had to freestyle to like get, to gain some, you know. Toilet access, some, I'm sure. It's yeah. Like I was in a huge cell. I had to gain some credit by freestyling. Wow. But, was that scary when you first went in? A little bit, but I was like, I mean, I was like, just, you stand out. I was just kind of geeking out. I was like, man, I can't believe this is what led me here. Uh, but it was Fulton County, so it was like, like you know, mid mid Atlanta. Uh, only white dude there for sure. Did anybody recognize you in the jail cell? There was one kid. Yep, yep, yep. yep. But I was like, shh, shh. I was just like, no, let's, let's not. There was, there was another time where I, where I, I my first time going to jail was in Iowa. You know, I, I beat up this kid who was being racist to my friend. And I actually got, I got bailed out by fans because I put up a story of me like in the jail cell because they forgot to, forgot to take my phone, not the cell, in like the processing area. And I filmed the other kid that I beat up, and it was him bleeding. He was like, "Oh fuck you!" Blah, blah. But somehow these 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 fans could tell that I was in Ames, Iowa, wow. and they pulled up and paid my bail and got me out. Dude, that's so, amazing, bro. Got some. So literally, like the, the the guard walks in, he's like, "Hey, is there a little gravy in here?" And I was like. Yes. Yes, there <laughs> yeah. is. Yes, there is, man. So that was a good one. The tire one, uh, I, you know, I had no explanation. I was like, yeah, man. So so my homie, his dad owns the place. Like, it's all good. Like, what's his name? I was like, oh, uh, they hit you with that hard question. I, yeah, I was like, shit, I don't know, man. I was drunk. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I have multiple charges of criminal trespassing in Georgia now. And one, well, in, in, in Iowa, that, that, that one turned into an assault charge. And then basically I got a good lawyer. The other kid that was in the fight did not. Wow. And uh, I showed up to court. He didn't. He now has assault in Iowa after getting his ass beat. And I have uh, a creating a raucous noise. 
So I created a raucous noise in Iowa one time. Defeating racism. That's what the raucous noise yeah, was. Yeah, I defeated racism, man. That is a raucous noise, man. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that tire shop, man. We've all been in some kind of instance like that. Weird, know? just, yeah, wrong place, man. And I think it was Christmas Christmas Eve that my friend bailed me out the next morning. It's Christmas Eve. God. It feels good getting out of jail, doesn't it? There's something nice about it. So it? good, dude. When when they come in your cell, because they don't pay you attention in, in jail. If you're... If you're in there, if you have any questions, anything you even want to like, you know, you even want food, you they'll turn on the AC on you, get your ass all cold and shit. Anything you want, they'll just not even look at you if you ask for it. But like when that dude comes in and finally says like, yo, Matthew Howery, it's your time to go. It's like, I think I shed a tear just about every time. Yeah, at last, dude. That's mm-hmm. Amistad, bro. Mm-hmm. So what about when you go out? Where'd y'all, did y'all go eat or something? You just go rest. What do you do when you get out? I never gotten out. Uh-huh. Get out of jail. You never, you've never gotten out of jail. I got out jail. of jail one time. And this dude in there kept yelling. I remember I got in there. We were smoking weed in um, some people's house. And the cops show up. And then they bring two children down from upstairs. And I'm like, whose children is it? And they're like, that's a great question. Y'all are y'all are getting contributing to, to delinquencies of minors. How old were you? Uh, I was probably 19. Wow. So they brought these two children down, and they almost look like bots for like plants, dude. Like, I'm sure they brought yeah. these bitches up the back steps, you know? Like, Man. Yeah, it was just, anyway, they're like rubbing their eyes. It looked too fake, right? When I had a little doll in their hand, I'm like, these, you know what I'm saying? And we were just sitting in a living room smoking weed, so... We all went in a jail. I got locked up with this one kid, this one dude who kept taking his shirt off and screaming that he wasn't a homosexual, you know? And I didn't accuse him of being a homosexual. You know, I think he thought, I think he, you know, like he thought if you went to jail that you were going to be a homosexual, you know? And it was like, I, you know, I was like, I'm not being homosexual, so you're good, dude. Chill, bro. Like, and he kept taking his fucking shirt off. I think he was trying to trap me like a dude, like yeah, a gay yeah, trap, but, man. um, Yo, that, that reminds me. The first, the first time I got locked up, it was in, um, also in Georgia. It was eight of us, uh, but but I was, we were at a house party, wrong place, wrong time, blah blah blah. Every time, wrong place, yeah. wrong time. That's got to be your next album. <laughs> That's, yeah. In the end, I got uh, uh, charged with a bunch of shit, and uh, this is what led to the Montana thing. But th- this situation, when we got there, they they kept calling me a Yankee. And they were like, not nah, fuck with me. Because everyone else was from Georgia. I'm the Minnesota kid. And this is like backwards, like deliverance, Georgia. Oh, yeah. And they were calling me a Yankee and shit. And they put all eight, all seven of my friends in one cell together. And they put me in a separate one with this dude, Danny. <laughs> Danny was a uh, a pedophile on an oxygen machine. So it was mm-hmm. like, it was like, I'm kind of like, they're kind of shitting on me, but they're kind of not. But, but but they clearly hated this fucker. So they were putting, they put the, the, the thermostat down to like 55. And I'm in there, and I'm, I was hiding in the woods. So I'm in like a t-shirt and some shorts, mm-hmm. and I'm wet. And Danny luckily got two blankets because he's, you know, got something wrong with him. So like, he gave me a blanket. He told me a lot. Of, bro, I was in there for probably 24 hours. I learned a lot of shit from Danny, man. Reading, Pennsylvania, he told me everything about that damn city. Tried to teach me how to hotwire a car. Uh, with no car in front of you? Just free? Like, just, just yeah, just it. like imagining it. And right. uh, about how he didn't actually rape rape anyone and you know it was oh. it was a, it was interesting like you know 24 hours but uh but yeah man I, I they just when they get you in that situation and you're like in the fucking pen it's like they have all the power and it's like you know what i don't like this kid he's not from where i'm from so i'm gonna put him in here with the pedophile and what about nighttime do they have nighttime in there where they where it's like lights off kind of thing no there's no lights off no 
this is like jail, like holding. It's like in between jail and prison. So it's like they really want to fuck with you and make you feel like shit. So like there's no lights off, temperature's low. I was sleeping on like a little Civil War book that Danny got as a gift from somebody. Yeah. No, I I, I didn't get processed for like 14 hours. So I was there. I was just on the, on the floor. No bed or anything. And you can have your phone with you? No, hell no. No, no, it was Iowa. Georgia, the the, the jail system was fucked up. Iowa, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They, they just lacked and they just forgot to take my phone, so I had it. But no, in Georgia, it was like everything was taken on site. Yeah, man. They don't like they don't like me down there. Georgia just does not fuck with me. I'm banned from a few strip clubs and in Georgia and shit. I could see that, though. I used to fight people a lot. That was my problem. I used to fight people a really? lot. Really? Mm-hmm. So I fought some bouncers at Claremont Lounge. You ever been there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm banned from there forever. They have like a wanted poster up for me. Type Fuck shit. yeah. That's so great. I have a really good friend who's a, who's a professional MMA fighter that I always go out with there. So it's like, I used to get into this like mentality like, oh, I don't give a fuck. I'll do whatever I want. Because if we get in a fight, I'm with Joe Bradley. And uh, yeah, man. Damn. Then I got banned from Claremont Lounge. God. Yeah, Claremont, dude. I bought drugs in there and people, you don't know if they're men. Everybody's, you know, it's sort of like a... um. It's like a little... It's like a wild card and Uno. Everything, like every, yes. Everything. Yeah. It's everything. It's draw four. It's draw 400, bro. Everybody in there. Yeah, place. everything. <laughs> yeah, dude. Everything's wild in there, man. It is, bro. It's wild. It's a great place. If you've never been to Claremont Lounge, um, there's senior citizen strippers in there, and a lot of people have heard about it by now. But yeah. it is a great place to go, and a lot of closeted men will go in there and like who have families and stuff, and they'll meet other men in there, I noticed. But, yeah, and there's, there's just breasts that are beyond what you can oh, yeah. really picture anything's a tit in that bitch yeah you can picture like you picture the biggest breasts you ever seen and they, they have bigger there Claremont dude we Lounge. used to do this fun thing in our class in school one of us would go behind they had a chalkboard and a little bit of space between the chalkboard and the wall and one of us would go back in there and pull, you'd like kind of get your pants down or whatever and pull your nuts like over your wiener kind of and pretend like it was a baby's head it looked like a baby's head and you were having a baby and then you'd uh what 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 kind of brought this to to mind right now? Just something kids, you know, like, okay, yeah. like a. I don't know. What were you talking about a second? Ago? I was talking about big tits at Claremont Lounge. Yeah, so I was just thinking about crazy shit. That okay, happens. all right, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, but it's like it would almost look like a baby kind of. But I um, remember the goat. They used to call it the goat. Where, oh yeah, pushing yeah, it back. You and push it back that. and you bend over. Yep, the goat. Man. Yeah, this one you kind of pull your nuts. Oh, you kind of like create this. It looks like a baby's head coming out of your body. It's actually. It's cool. It's pretty dope. It's pretty artistic, man. It's cool. That's yeah. kind of like a Halloween. It's kind of like a Halloween kind of vibe, you know? It definitely sort of. It looks so like we, a meteor just landed. Yeah, right so on. we got to wait another couple seasons before we get that again, man. Shit. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a rare, just, yeah. just missed Halloween, man. Shit. Yeah, you don't get that every month, bro. Um, <laughs> gravy, uh, the tour, it's keep going on. How long is this tour going to go on? Uh, December 16th. We got, let me think, we're doing, I'm flying to Austin, Texas tomorrow. My mom's birthday tomorrow. She's yeah. pulling up with my, with my half-sister. We're going to have a good time. And then we got like four shows in a row in Texas. Then I come back here, actually. I just booked my flights today. I have three off days, so I'm coming back here to L.A. for a little bit. And then we do the West Coast, like uh, Seattle, Vancouver, Boise, a couple, couple little spots. And then, uh, then I'm a free man, man. There you go, yeah. And you pick back up February 9th next year. Yeah, I got some random. Uh, You're in Australia. I'm doing the I'm doing the AVNs in January, yeah. and then I got like one show I think in like Florida, and then yeah, Australia, man. Hey, Amen, man. Australia, New Zealand, Tasmania, and Hawaii. Mm. I never thought I'd ever go to Tasmania, but I'm going there with the Venga Boys. Remember? 
Boom, 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 boom. I want you in my room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not together from down until forever. Boom. I'm on the same stage. Oh, dang. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Oh, man. Well, um, thanks so much, bro, for coming in and spending time. Thanks for uh, inviting me out to your show the other night. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Glad you made it. Glad it's you liked cool, it, bro. too. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, it made, yeah, just like it made me want to go to more shows. It made me want to have more fun a little bit. That's what it kind of did for me. It's like, Oh, this is fun, man. Everybody here is having a good time. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. That's the goal, man. I'm glad people like, we're trying to make the show like epic, but fun and like, you know, everyone comfortable. I could not help but have a good time. And and also you see that earned out MILF. It's like, you got That's it. crazy. The earned MILF is, is insane, man. Respect yeah, to him and, and her, man. Gang, baby. Yeah, uh, Young Gravy, thanks, man. Thank you, brother. Gang, baby, I'll see you in the future. always. I'll see you soon, man. Thanks, y'all. Now I'm just floating on the breeze And I feel I'm falling like these leaves I must be cornerstone Oh, but when I reach that ground I'll share this peace of mind I found I can feel it in my bones But it's gonna take Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Jermaine. Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.